one 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 day I'm just gonna show up and everything's gonna be dialed in for me. But um, until that day comes, I, I I have to do. We're approaching our hundredth podcast, and uh, you know we're still figuring it out. But uh, today's kind of amazing. Really, I'm so stoked. We have Corey Beard on the podcast. Corey Beard, and he looks like another a new person. He shaved his head and his face. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I, yeah. Here, keep talking. It's always quite a transformation when I uh, cut it all. Yeah. Of, like, I always get Why a lot does of everyone reactions. do it in the winter when it's cold, though? It should be a summertime thing. I always do it in the winter, too. Yeah, my hair grows so fast, I I cut it multiple, three or four times a year. Right. And it, it's about that big every time, the big old afro. And- yeah. Did you do that? So here's the trip about, first of all, Corey, I mean, we used to wrestle. I remember wrestling you in high school. You were pretty good. That was probably my best sport. Yeah. I, was, oh, you played like all sports. There were three main sports. Football, wrestling, and track were my main sports, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and we know Keller, like... Kellard's like one of my brother's best friends. And and then it's so weird. It's like for me, like I don't really it's I, I forget you guys are brothers. Cause you're not always you're not really together. Like me and my brother, like everyone knows we're brothers, right? Yeah. But like the three of you guys are kind of a little bit removed from each other's circles, or I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of things that we had in mutual uh interest, but I think me and my we actually have three brothers. We're all pretty different. You probably don't know my oldest brother, though, uh, Nick. Mm, I think maybe I've like probably met him or seen him. So I grew up with Corey. Uh, Corey's been coming to our meeting, and Corey's been like listening to our podcast. For, I don't know for like a while. Yeah. Yeah, quite a while. I'd, I've probably heard seventy, seventy-five percent of them. Wow. You think they're like maybe sometimes too long? A few of them, maybe once you get into beyond two hours, you, I mean, I'm still listening to them, but I think there's a, quite a right. few people that are going to fall off. And, yeah, well, but I mean, but that's the, 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 only, the only one I'm asking is you. Right. So, yeah, it I, depends on what I'm doing when I'm listening as well. Like, yeah. I have a lot of commute time working in the industry that, you know, yeah. I could be going for an hour or, or more just on the, on the way to work and then listen on the way back and then S- I could cover a two and a half hour podcast in that time. Yeah. So what like attracted you to, or did I mean, could you tell us kind of like how you discovered it and then like what made you want to keep listening or it's such a weird, I guess for some reason I'm always thinking like, Oh, my friends are never going to want to listen to this or at least people that know me are never going to want, you know, but like Chris, Chris Savager listens to a lot of them. I think Brad Kahn was listening to Chris Voitel, Corey beer or, uh, um, uh, uh, you, you know, have you ever heard of Beard Vape, Casey Bates, or Brady Bates? But Brady Bates is like was a fan. I don't know if he's still listening. So these are some of the people that have kind of like told me, yeah, I listen to like all, and it's like always really. I guess it means more to me when I find out that like a friend is listening to it than like just someone I don't know for some reason. Yeah, but like how? Well, you know, it's a lot of what you're doing is about vulnerability and honesty. I mm-hmm. think that's very appealing to people, you mm. know, because it's something that I think we all struggle with. Mm. And 
you know, it's a, it's a challenge to the ego when you do that. Cause you, you're vulnerable. You're showing your ugly parts. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially in this day and age in Instagram and, and everybody's image and everything. And that's a, that's a challenge to the, what everybody's trying to do. Right. I was just thinking about that today. The things I've said on the, at the meeting and it's being live streamed and recorded on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a sex addict and all right, that shit. And right. I'm like, fuck it. Do I really want that out there? I, you were thinking about that today. Yeah. And? And I think it needs to be out there huh. because it's true. And it, and it helps people. Actually, someone just approached me just now. They're like, I want to talk about that. I have that. I'm having that issue and it's messing my marriage up. You, you know what, too, Billy? Like... I don't want to like take away from whatever it was that you were going through, but I will say that I feel like I I just, sometimes I wonder if like what I've done or what I do is like almost just as bad, if not worse than what you went through. I just don't consider it. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like sometimes it makes sense. I feel like sometimes you have a tendency to like exaggerate, like everything. But the thing is for me, it was affecting my moral fiber for you. It, like with alcohol and drugs, if you can drink and party and it's not like fucking your shit up. I just think it's a normal guy thing. Plus, and I didn't grow up around a lot of people and stuff. So, you know, I just tend to create my own idea of yeah. how things are supposed to be. Right. Well, that's the thing is I think it, I'm so excited that your Billy's kind of been catapulted into this like community of people. Now he has like different people he can go to and talk to um that like are actually like his friend like i think outside of just an aa meeting mm-hmm. like you're gonna see greg and mikey and me and daniela and, and 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 rudy and uh veronica and jason and victoria and just all the people dda like you're gonna see them outside of like just like that one meeting because you know when we go to meetings we end up having friends that are just at the meetings Mm -hmm. but you don't really like hang out with them a lot Mm -hmm. um maybe because like if you don't have any people you can bounce shit off of maybe you think that your shit is like way worse than it was especially if you have some fucking little evil woman troll in your ear making it like way worse than it but i'm sure it was a i'm sure it was a real problem it was absolutely a problem yeah but i mean dude like like you said people there's a lot more people that struggle with that than i think you yeah i think there's a lot of men out there and probably women too so um i know there's women too because sla is like 50 50 women and men Mm mm-hmm Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Yeah, it is a little bit weird when you... I mean, could you imagine the things I've thought about? Yeah. I mean, just all the... I just posted something about, like, our open marriage, in air quotes, which isn't even really... We're just free to do whatever we want to do if that were to happen. You know, the question I was asking was more so, why am I not pursuing that? to Veronica and then the video fucking got 600,000 views overnight. So that's way more people. I mean, our little YouTube videos get maybe a thousand. I mean, sometimes it's sometimes to even think of, 
you know, and there were like people talking. One person wrote this horrible comment, and like a thousand people liked that comment. You're talking about hundreds and thousands of people being exposed to something that's supposed to be like a personal part of my life. I've just abandoned all. It's almost like I'm living in some weird delusional state of like transparency or something. You're talking about the Sermon on the Mount video, uh, YouTube. That's the one that gets like yeah, thousand. Yeah. So okay. every single Sermon on the Mount YouTube video, well, we live stream it, but it ends up on YouTube. They all have at least a thousand views, which is pretty cool. Yeah. For, for, for that type of a video, an hour long video of people talking about fucking sermon, those don't usually, nobody really usually, but that's the exciting thing about what we're doing is it's like attracting people who normally wouldn't want to be hearing this kind of thing. Right. And one thing you were talking about that was cool. It's just not, it's not just, um, alcoholics. It's not just. Uh, people in recovery programs, but it's all kinds of people. Yeah. I mean, different walks of life. You're like a fucking, you're fast. It's fascinating to me how how you ended up here. Not being an alcohol, not being an admitted alcoholic. Yeah. I think I just, I think Kellard was the one that uh, I first introduced me to it. I think he was wearing a learning to lose shirt and I Uh, asked uh, him about it. I think that was initially how I learned about it. Uh, and then, like Billy and I were talking earlier about, I just have different projects: woodworking, uh, building furniture, uh, carving, wood burning, all kinds of different. You know, any way I can manipulate and sculpt wood, I, I'll, I'll be doing a project, and then I'll put on a podcast. You have and, time to listen. Sure, to and stuff. that's yeah, that's where I have time to you know have something like that in my ear. And yeah. so the thing that so, so look at these waveforms. You see them? Can you, you guess who's? You, yes, you, of course. But like, I, I don't know what to do, you know? Well, am I talking loud enough? Uh, apparently not. Well, why? Because I'm talking louder than I usually do. Uh, here, keep talking. Uh, yeah, I'm talking louder than I usually do. So why, why are my... Maybe I just have a certain kind of voice well, that well, doesn't po- show up. Point it like... Maybe that, I have yeah, a certain kind of voice that doesn't show up. But, but can you see it now? Show yeah, oh, that. that's better. Yeah. Uh, so the thing that uh, really attracted me to Corey is, one, he's not an alcoholic, but he knows this. He has knowledge. And it always, when this kind of knowledge comes from someone who's not an AA, it really intrigues me because I'm like, well, where did you get it from? Why do you even think about it? Yeah. You know? And so with Corey... It's very interesting to me because he's got something to say on anything with these spiritual type psychological matters. And it's very insightful and very accurate. And I'm like, well, how the fuck does this guy know this stuff? I mean, it's like blew me away. Yeah. Well, because he's been reading the Bible and shit since. Right. And I've heard you guys talk about the fact that alcohol is alcoholism. It's really not about alcohol. And I think that we're all in recovery. Every human being. Yeah. is in this constant cycle of recovery in, in different aspects that, that we, and it's that at the center of it is our ego and our pride. And that, and this is the, the alcohol is just a symptom of that deeper issue. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and these spiritual principles are what are the, uh, like removing the alcohol is just removing the, the, the medicine. symptom. It's yeah. yeah, it's, it's just taking care of the, actually it's the medicine. 
Well, it was the medicine, then it turns into the poison over time. Or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's always the medicine, but the medicine stops working. And now you're even more fucked up because you're like all right. spending all your money and energy on the medicine. And now that it's not working anymore, it's like you were expecting it to work. And now you have no other defense against your mind and your ego and your fear. Right. So, so it's a medicine again uh, that helps with whatever this deeper issue is, but it's, I mean, it's really just numbing it. As opposed to actually taking care of it. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like maybe uh, fixing the core issue. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to Well, I think for, for some people, for some people, it's just like a social lubricant. Right. I and mean, that's like chill. I get, or is that chill? I don't know. Maybe it's not. I think it's chill. I would love to go home and just no, drink no, a glass no. of whiskey. I know, but why? Just to... Uh, I know, but like, you know... Like you said, just to... Or talking to girls or social... Me- I'm like a shy person, so social stuff's hard for me. But with a glass of whiskey, I, you know... I, I think that this has just kind of sparked a really interesting cons- conversation about, like, would it be better to just, like, figure out how to feel good without it? Right. Is there a pathway to, to what I'm trying to achieve is more social interaction, more being comfortable in a social environment. And, and if, is alcohol the only way for me to get there? Or can I get there through, through prayer or through, or, you know, just confidence building and, yeah, exercises or, yeah, some, you know, yeah. various other things that, that alcohol is like a shortcut to it. Right. But is there a way I can become? Well, probably, but it? it would take work and you'd have to face fear and alcohol is so quick and easy, you know? But there's a cost. Yeah. Well, not not for a lot of people. Yeah, I just kind of think about like, you know, Veronica or my brother, or even Keller or I think your brother's got issues with alcohol. Like, I mean, he's either my brother and Keller. I would drunk. say Keller. I mean, like you should have seen these two at my fucking Halloween party. They yeah. were just completely like you know, unapproachable or like just not quite like nobody's home. Like you can't really, I mean, I like love Keller. Like, you know, well, who's I got Keller? news for you. Which one was he? I, I got news for you. I got new, oh, did that line come out of, oh, yeah. I mean, it's every other line. Cause he knows it's funny. His, his brother is like one of our best, my brother's like his brother is like the guy you can always count on to show up at my brother's house. Which guy was he though? The, um, he was like the, the like the kind of buff guy, like wearing like the wig, who had like a red, yeah, yeah, okay. red face. Yeah, he's like, yeah, like that was just like pretty much blacked out, right? God, yes. Isn't that crazy? And I used to like wrestle with Corey, like Corey, like we're we're in the same grade, right? Yeah, yeah, two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, Corey, Beard. but it's like weird. I'm with you, Veronica. Though it doesn't feel like. They're just, and you know, I gotta be, I want to be honest with you. I hope that you and Keller don't, aren't get upset with me, but like he kept kind of saying like, you need this or like that you're like, do you drink? Oh, I've definitely, I can't pretend like I've never been where he was at your Halloween party. (laughs) But like how often is that happening to you? Um, you know, there's, there's times where I, I feel like I got it under control. I can have a couple of beers and be cool. And then. Once in a while, I'll 
I'm blacked out. Yeah, yeah, but like, like are you drinking like every weekend or No. Right. I'll, I'll go for, you know. So you don't drink every day at all. No. But how, how when's the last time you drank? Um I had a beer 2 days ago. So are are you do you ever like think Oh, I wonder if I have a problem. Has that ever crossed your mind? Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so yeah. now it kind of makes sense why he would and, be attracted to like what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. And I, it's not that I don't have any experience with recovery or AA at all. Oh. Because I had, you know, I got in trouble a few times. Uh, I have a couple of DUIs and okay. in my 20s. and It's just, you know, he was saying that to me like. And like almost in in this kind of like way of like yeah like he's worse than me or something, and I was like nah, I doubt it, bro. But that's kind of like what brothers do, right? Yeah, I mean, I or maybe at times you've been worse, and now right because he goes, you probably go even harder when you go. When I go, I go. You know, it's like. But then no, when this I'm, guy's kind of gnarly, bro. He was like a tough wrestler. Like a, maybe there's like a, some rage going on. Well, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason you're yeah. able to oh, spit absolutely. out the knowledge. Right. So you've got to be seeking for some reason. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's fascinating. I love it. Corey's like a quiet killer. Yeah, he's. Are you shy? Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how I used alcohol my whole life. Is as you know, to open up. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like. But this the, this right now is uncomfortable for me. Oh, just yeah. knowing yeah. that people are listening. It's yeah. It, there's not that it's, many. It's kind of terrifying. Maybe like in a couple. I'm of talking years. five people. In no, the room. I know. What you, I used to be right, so right, right. so shy. It took me years in AA talking in front of people to like get over. Well, that. I think the biggest thing for me, and I don't know. I think that Billy either learned this pretty quickly, or I feel like you kind of already knew this when you met me. Is that like? This idea that I'm somehow important to other people or they care is just not true. You've heard us talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's kind of one of the big, one of the most powerful gems that I have to drop. It's that I'm just no nobody one. gives a shit about you, which is kind of fucked up. But at the same yeah. time, like. Like okay. you could totally bomb and act like such an idiot on this podcast, which I feel like would be impossible for anyone to do, but no one would even care. Yeah. It's, it's these two extremes of the, the ego. Like uh, I'm, I want to say, I have to say something profound if, 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 if as every time I open my mouth, it has to be profound or, mm. or it's not worth opening my mouth at all. Well, then you probably won't say anything profound. You know how that works. Like you try to do it and it doesn't work. I get so consumed with my self consciousness that I, that, that I, almost black out altogether like i'm all yeah, i can yeah. see is what's like going a, on in my head and i i, I can't even see what the room around me yeah, like, yeah. no i suffer I, i've had that i'm that's i'm the same way Try i'm speaking at like an aa meeting it took in front of like aa meetings people. actually kind of cured me of that because the first time i spoke i walk up to the podium like a robot and i'm just terrified and almost having a panic attack right and then doing that like a hundred times, you're yeah. finally like, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and that's the thing about AA that's cool is it's like they, I think it's designed that way for a reason. Because it's almost like forcing you to just like walk through some uh, uncomfortable shit. It's kind of a humility thing too. You got to like be humbled and not be such a, so scared. 
yeah, it's just, I feel like a lot of people go up there and all they're trying to do is look good. (laughs) And that definitely was me for a while. And it wasn't until I like completely let go of that. Uh, It wasn't until I completely let go of that, that I started actually looking good or honest or real. Isn't that a trip when you stop trying to be that and you just be genuine? Then, pe- I mean, then people really connect, you know? Yeah. Maybe, right. maybe it wasn't looking good, but it was so I'm, helping can people. I, uh, yeah. can, I, uh, can I ask him a little bit about himself? Yeah. So uh, I find it pretty intriguing that you, you went into a good job right after high school and you've been in like two relationships, two long relationships. How old are you? 37. 37. Yeah, I mean, it seems so stable. And... I mean, you probably don't want to answer this question, but when we were talking about sex addiction and stuff, I'm thinking, damn, he's only really had a couple... Well, I don't know how many women you've had, but like you've been in these long-term relationships most of your life, right? Right. So you're cool with that. You don't like go, fuck, what would it be like to maybe... That's always... I mean... I'm a man. I, that's, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a struggle, and that's you know I wasn't faithful in my marriage in the end, and oh. and that was a, obviously a big problem. But that yeah. wasn't necessarily the reason we were divorced. But that was a part of the end because I was I was done with the marriage and mm. the, that I didn't respect the marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's always a struggle. You know, that's that's a a part of self control that that I think is a part of discipline and self-control that you just have to understand that. That, and for me, I, I had to learn the value of commitment and the value of like uh, intimacy. And it's so much more valuable than, you know, fucking and having random passionate little things. Um, so it's like you trade one for the other, but the other is more valuable. I got to go change. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that can be related to just your commitment to sobriety. And it would be fun to go uh, right. drink or get loaded or whatever. But but my commitment to to my wife or whatever is is every time that I overcome temptation, I'm I'm stronger in that commitment. And then the relationship because of the commitment is, is greater than any relationship I could have outside of a commitment. And you know what? Also the relationship with yourself, cause you feel good about doing the right thing, right? So you feel better about yourself as a person. Right. If I break a commitment, it's a, it's because of a weakness on my part that, that brings shame and, and guilt and. Yeah. Which feels shitty and affects the way you act. And also I found that, you know, for a while there I was, once I learned like I could actually talk to girls, you know, cause I'm really shy. I started doing that. This is in sobriety. I was like in my thirties cause most of my life I was consumed with drugs, you know? And, and that was like, and, and then I, I just can't do anything like balanced. So of course now that's a new addiction for me and it's like a new obsession so I don't know if someone was normal, maybe they could have fun with that. But anyway, I don't know. So 
Um, so, you, so you grew up here in Agura? Yeah, from the time I think I was about seven or eight. Right, we, we moved from were... we moved from the valley in Tarzana. I was born in San Fernando Valley. Tarzana. Yeah, my my grandparents built that. You know that statue place there on Ventura and Van Alden. Oh yeah. You know that place? Yeah. Yeah, my grandparents built that house, and she, my grandma planted all those trees that are huge now. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, I grew up there in in that pot yard. Um. So, do you have a religious upbringing? Um. Yeah my my mom was the one that um, introduced me to the Christian faith. So, um, are you a Jesus dude? Yeah, I I consider myself a follower of Jesus, and my dad was not a believer. My mom was. My mom's parents were pastors and traveled the country. When you say was, are your parents still around? Um, yeah, my both my parents are still alive. Okay. What did I? I don't know how. How did I word it? I, well, you say was. Oh yeah, I, no, I'm I, just like what. Ha- I think or, maybe I was just referring to the the, the upbringing. The yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. My. But yeah, they're both um, still alive. My mom is still a, a Christian. I, I don't think my dad is a. But. Uh, so my mom was my the influence. So and, you really grabbed onto that at a young age, or what? Um. Kind of not not really took it. I didn't really take it seriously probably till I was. I don't know, 17, 18 years old, when I really started asking myself questions about what do I, what do I really believe about reality? Before that, I think I just. And so you, you were down for the church you were in and the message and you never really fought it or anything like that. Oh yeah. There's always this struggle. I mean, that's just the nature of the ego and the, and the human experience. There's, There's always doubt and there's always a struggle with either way you go, you know, but yeah, when I was about 19 is when I decided that's what I was going to do. I started reading scripture, I read the gospels and then and then really got into is the, the gospel something else. Well, no, that's uh, the the books Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Oh, okay. Basically the the life of Jesus and his ministry. Okay. And that's referred to as the gospel. It's just a word that means good news. So when we read these beatitudes, you're they're totally familiar to you. Yeah, the that section, especially Matthew 5, is the Sermon on the Mount. Do you do, like, a Bible study and stuff like that? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Oh, every cool. Wednesday, I mean, with other people. Yeah, every Wednesday night, there's a, some men from the, the church that I attend there, that we meet every Wednesday night. And, what kind of church? Uh, what do you mean, like, denomination? Like, and, Pentecostal? Yeah, uh, it's like, non-denominational, but... Uh, so it's not really a Christian church, it's a... Yeah, it's or it's Christian, but are it's Christian, but not like not, Catholic. Not spe- or... Yeah, not. I would definitely say I'm not Catholic, just because it, it, I guess it's in the Protestant world. Okay, but not Methodist or Lutheran or these other denominations. That, just kind of a combo thing, or yeah, I think because those are just you know defining very specific limitations to what I believe in this area or that area. I think it's more mm-hmm. open to. So have you been doing this for a while? Yes. Since I was 19, I think is when I really got into the church and, and began attending. But there's definitely years where I, I walked away from the church altogether. And, and I think that was part of what 
led to my divorce as well is just uh, turning away from those things and then coming back to it and maybe not being in the same agreeance with what my wife, my ex-wife. Do you regret that? Do you feel like, well, maybe not regret, but do you feel like maybe like with my ex, I kind of wish that it could have worked out because mostly because there's a kid involved and we have a lot of history. I mean, we, we made a kid together and we built a business together and we had years together where we were living life. And, and do you feel like maybe you could have done better and still be with your ex? Or are you totally stoked that everything is kind of worked out the way it is or? Yeah, to say I'm totally stoked might be not accurate, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, yeah. there's always the struggle. Like, could I have made it work or, or, you know, is there something I could have done to, to, to make it work? And I struggled with that back and forth in the marriage. And I had, I, you know, this idea that I would, it wasn't going to work. And, and of course the kids make it more difficult. I have a nine year old and a six year old and, and to regret ever, you know, every so often I ask myself, you know, I wish I was never married in the first place, but then I wouldn't have my kids. So that's a real, you know, that really messes with your brain. Hmm. But then, you know, in the Christian faith and scripture, it says that God works through the darkness and not, not in spite of it. So. Right. You know. The darkness happens. It's there and it's a product of my choices a lot of the time. And only God's able to bring something good out of something I intended for evil. Mm. But yeah, there's definitely, there's, there's regret, but then there's also, you know, I am where I am now and I'm not, you know, there's no making it, there's no fixing it now. And, and so you're in a relationship for a few years now and it's, it's good. You guys, you guys have the same beliefs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that was, does she have kids? No. Does she want kids? Yeah. You going to make more kids? I'm ready to do it again. (laughs) If that should be, you know, the path. Yeah. I think about that sometimes, but fuck I'm 50. I think I, I might be done with all that shit. Plus you got your shit together. It seems like, I mean, you have a decent job and, and, you're, you're, you seem normal. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, Somewhat normal. Like, you're not like me and Pat, I don't think. Like, well, I don't know how well... I'm not going to say Pat's not normal. I... Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to be domesticated and do the right thing and give a shit and not just be like, fuck you, world, and fuck this, and, you know, just die as a martyr. So I can relate to that feeling for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I'm, I kind of walk a fine line a lot of the time where it's hard for me to say that I'm an addict because I am able to function a lot of the time. So I'm in a dangerous place that, you know, I'm able to hide it. I, I've been, I've, I don't know, had a lot of practice at hiding it and been successful at hiding it. I don't know that I'm all that good at it, but I feel like I've, just addict like what do you mean as far as alcohol i've you know i've struggled okay. with alcohol i've 
I'm amazed I haven't killed myself or or lost jobs because of it and because you know so I'm, maybe you're like a periodic that's someone who's cool for a while and then they start drinking and then they get all fucking crazy and then they get cool for a while and and or I'm not that trying sounds, to say no, that I'm gonna you say are, that sounds but, like me yeah because I've I've been able to function and then go off the deep end, get into trouble, get a DUI, and then be cool for a little while, not quite Fuck. make it to ten years, and get another DUI. So I got two. Ten years? What do you mean? I mean, outside of ten years, it would be another first. Oh. So I got two DUIs. I got a kid on the way when my second was about to be born. I I can't even go take my 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 ex wife who was my wife at the time. Can't even drive her to the hospital when she's going into labor because I can't. I don't have a license, you know. Like, what if we asked her? Um, what would she say? What, whether or not I'm an alcoholic, she's. She would say I'm an alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I'm. I'm starting to. I'm. Get, I'm closer now to like not really being sure that it matters that much as long as you're doing like you found uh and that's the other really cool thing about what we're trying to do is like you don't need to be an alcoholic to be like doing this kind of stuff yeah and and and, and if you some for some reason hit some kind of bottom or like find out that you are like you're right where you're supposed to be as far as like knowing who you c- can turn to like the only difference is is that he's not doing actual like step work but like yeah but it's all the- confusing to me this periodic maintaining alcoholic like i guess your buddy gus is like that too well like dude look at tim you think he's an alcoholic? Well, I don't know. I look at my brother, Tim, Aaron Goodman, um, maybe Tito. He's probably off the fucking rail. I mean, like, dude, like so many of our friends just like go hard and like lose their fucking sanity for like however long, a day or two. Right. It's maybe crazy. maybe create some wreckage in the process. And then, like, they're just uh, do you? But do you, my my? What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, sometimes as crazy as it sounds, sometimes I wish, like, I, yeah. I just wish that I was either this or that, like, mm. yeah. Because I think it's hard for. I think there's a lot of people out there that might be connecting with this right now. That that, you know, I wish I would just go so hard that I hit a bottom, <laughs> yeah, and, and, lost and just everything. and just say, okay, I'm an alcoholic, yeah, and then and then deal with and take my whatever step from there. Mm-hmm. But the ability to step out of it for a period it, it creates this confusion. And this, okay, so let me ask you this. When you're not drinking, are you like thinking, oh, I really want to drink, but I'm not going to? Is so, that like a daily thing? I wouldn't say that it's daily, but oh. there's times where it comes on so strong that it's like, I got to figure out. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be today, but I'll figure out a time when I can get that in. Wow, that's so crazy because for me it was every fucking day. Right, but then like it, there was no I wasn't going a day. Right. But then it becomes progressive where it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger yeah. till till it is that where I can't What a weird I'm going to create my thing. reality around me so that I can 
remove whatever obstacles are in my way, find isolation and, and just drink if, if that's what I have to do. Are you I, a, a drink alone drinker or? Yeah. Sometimes that's where I'll just, yeah, because me, that's where I can, cause I got to remove everybody out of that are obstacles and mm. I'll end up by myself. And it's like, okay, now I can have a drink and. Well, because you're, you mean like your kids and your wife and right. you, you get some alone time, but right. if you're with some friends, that's chill. Right. But then, but then sometimes that's an excuse to, you know, I'm going to hang out with the guys and then just. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So but I'll, no, I'll, I mean, I don't only drink alone. It's right. like only it's drink. a stress buildup and like, then you need to get relief or something and that's your way of doing it. I don't know. But. And then the destruction that I cause in that, the, well, then it, then it. Compounds. Re- yeah, and then I reel back, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm good for a little while. Like, dude, the, you, what you just said kind of, like, made me think of something right now. Because, dude, today was, like, I mean, such a good day for me. Oh, yeah? I woke yeah. up early. I mean, dude, like, I'm, like. And you grew a mustache. Yeah, I'm, like, super treated. Good. But it, 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 it's, like, I got blacked. I, like, blacked out on, like, service work in a way or not like service work, but like AA, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I, I get off the phone with one sponsee and then the other one calls and I'm like, Oh, but I answer it. And it's like, almost like I'm forcing myself. And then I took Danielle through a little, I mean, dude, we didn't do a whole lot, but just sitting down looking at the book and talking about God and like, like, I can't wait to show you what we're doing. It's not like it's, 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 it's just, it's almost like the same thing, except for my release is that. Like, we've felt it. Like, me and Billy have felt it. Doing this podcast, getting together on Sundays and reading. You know, he used to come over on Sundays and, like, real fucked up. Remember? You mean when I was splitting up, like, the two years when I was splitting up? Yeah, and we would just talk. <clears throat> and, yeah. and, and did, did I tell you about what Michaelis was telling me about the word sponsor? Yeah. He's like, I don't even use that word anymore. Yeah. You're talking about that tonight because that, yeah, it's funny. A lot of the stuff that you guys were covering, we, I had asked him in the meeting cause I knew he was going to be on the podcast. So I was just like, uh, but I'm glad that you actually asked him because I wanted him to talk about it here. But like, I don't know, man, I'm excited about this new thing that I want to try doing, which is like, I mean, it's not a new thing. It's the thing that we're supposed to be doing this whole time. It's like learning a specific way to take someone through the book by writing things in the book and writing actual questions to ask about those things. Like, for example, the first thing that we do is we well the first the very first thing you do is you ask the person do you have a problem with the word god because so many alcoholics billy and then that creates a a dialogue about it how how what it's done for me what's your problem can we find a way to like get around that and then you write on the first you open the fucking book and you write god take away everything i think i know about this book about this process and about you, God, so I can have an experience with you. And then you ask and you talk about that. Like, cause all the old ideas I have coming into AA 
they're all old ideas and they're like, they're, they're, they don't serve me like, Oh, this is going to be hard or I better get honest or step four is going to be tough or like, Oh, this is going to be culty. Just all, whatever your fucking bias is or you have to, before you start, you have to just like have an open mind. And it's like kind of like a good way to start because it's like freeing a little bit, you know, and then you read, you start reading the, 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 the forward and stuff and then he's right, you know, there's, it's just, uh, it's having a specific clear like outline of like how to do it is kind of nice for an alcoholic who like we need direction and like discipline and like we need like, so I've been excited to like take people through this process just because, um, it's, uh, it's something I know I I've, I'm being shown exactly how to do it. And the only purpose for me to do it with someone else is to show them how to do it with someone else. So like, instead of binge drinking, we fucking show someone basically how to apply the Sermon on the Mount or the Bible. How how do you apply that in your life? You make amends. You fucking, you admit your wrongdoings and, and, and you look inwardly and all that stuff, right? So you're creating an actual like course book? To, no, to approach this? Oh. Kind of. I mean, you know. Just like a little structure well, of like how, I to, said, how to step through well, it. Well, like I said, the first thing you have your, your, the person you're with do is write that in their book. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, what does this mean to you? And then the second thing you do is you have them circle this other thing. And you write first promise. And you start underlining and writing little notes. And he's going to be telling me exactly what to write and where to write it. And then I'm going to be doing that same thing with someone else. And, and every time you do it with someone else, you have like a new experience because each person like Danielle had the opposite of a problem with God. Danielle couldn't open her mind to have a new experience because she's so sure of what her th- belief is as it relates to God or in her opinion, Jesus. I'm taking a leak. So, so she has some work to do in that area, as far as it's the opposite of me and Billy, I'm like too open. I'm like, all right, what, what, okay. Jesus. Cool. Buddha. Cool. Like, I don't know. Like what, what, let me just listen to all of it and and see how I can apply it. Right. Yeah. I see that. Um, I could see that being a, a stumbling block maybe for somebody that like, the idea is to have a new experience, yeah. whether or not it's what you think or believe. Let's yeah. just have a new experience for the argument's sake. Just uh, accept these ideas yeah. and, and then see where it takes you. Yeah. Like allow them to be more incredible than you ever thought they could be. Right. That's the cool thing about God. I hate like saying that word over and over and over again on this fucking podcast. Cause I feel like people are going to be like, Oh, this is like some kind of religious fucking but that's the cool thing about God, if you will, is that like you never like it's always growing and deepening and it's like amazing me every day or every week or whatever, you know? Right, yeah. That's been my experience. Just constantly yeah. there, there's no end to the to yeah. the But if you think you know everything then you're like almost closing yourself off. And, and, and the more open you are and the more like vulnerable and humble you, you make yourself, like the more 
you see it like in your daily shit, you know? Yeah. I think it just reminds me of another part of scripture. Proverbs is a very practical thing that, you know, non-religious people I think could really, really benefit from is a lot of just practical life knowledge. Oh yeah. The the book of Proverbs. It's, it's just a, a book of wisdom. Right. And, uh, it, it speaks about wisdom itself. Wisdom is supreme. It says, if we search for wisdom the way mankind searches for riches and, and mines for rubies, if you wow. search for wisdom the way you search for wealth, it, it could benefit you far beyond any wealth could, you know. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe we can set up a, si- a system where you're, like, taking other people like maybe Michael or Greg or Victoria or Jason or, or any of the non-alcoholics, like we start to figure out a way where you guys can do your own work together Oh yeah, outside of the big book. Cause in the big book, it's all about, um, alcohol and powerlessness and Surrender, but like the Bible's, it's a lot about surrender too. But it's just, it's not having those. And you're kind of in a unique position to really be able to like take someone through that book. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, that's an awesome idea. You would like want to do that, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's just so applying cool. recovery ideas to, to yeah to, to any form of recovery. You know, yeah. like we were saying before, I think every human being is in recovery, this cycle of recovery constantly. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine being like really, really thirsty, right? How you were saying how you get, but then like trying to do what we do and like calling someone, um, to go through the sermon on the Mount or the Bible or right. whatever, whatever it is. Has anyone like written steps or like, I guess like, is there like a, a, like, or anger anonymous or? I think there's 200 anonymouses. So what would Corey's be? I guess you'd have to figure out what it is behind you wanting to get drunk. Right. What is that? Well, it sounds like he has his church group and he has a he has his Bible study men's group or a co-ed or whatever. So he's got a support group. He could call guys in there if he wanted mm. to. Right. Yeah. Definitely. A, a, you have to have a network of accountability, right. of some kind. So do you call them like when you want to? Yeah, I have done that. But then there's times where I, you know, that's my tendency is to just isolate. And, then, and yeah, I guess I guess that would just be. You know, you, you at that if you're calling someone because you want to drink, you're basically just fucking an alcoholic. I mean, <laughs> like we could just literally we could just read the book. Like you, we could just do what I'm doing. Like because there are certain moments where you're like feeling that powerlessness. It might not be like I do think there are different degrees of this. Yeah, it's a spectrum. Yeah. But so, so you, let's talk about your work real quick. What was the last movie or what was the last? Wait, wait, before we do that, can I, I, so this guy hit me up on TikTok today just Mm -hmm. now and he listens to the podcast. He's 23. He's trying to get sober. He says, I love it, Billy, when you talk and I wish you guys wouldn't cut each other off so much and blah, 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 blah. But it made me think like for me, my task when carrying the message is not so much a lot of information, 
but the profundity, I don't know if that's the right word, but there are certain things I've learned that are so profound and so mind blowing, but we say it and you just hear it and it's one ear and out the other, like being in the present or the power of now. It's phenomenal if you can actually get it and practice it because you're completely freed of everything that's you. And another one is awareness of the mind. Like if you can actually see what's going on in the back of your head and maybe tap into the subconscious, because this is all a subconscious thing, really. That's what drives the thoughts that bubble up into your consciousness is the, is the subconscious that makes you up. And there's just a few things, and in, in I've, I've learned, and those three things, if I just practice those alone, like the way you said you go for wealth, if I went for that the way I go for money, I'd be living like a life of ecstasy almost. And I know that because every time I go for it, that's why it's amazing that there's this higher power. Whenever you go for that higher power, it's there for you. You may not be open to it right away, but if you keep going for it, it's going to get you. And have you experienced the peace that passes all understanding? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know what that's like. Yeah. And, and, it, what what inspires you so much to to go for this the way you're going for it? I think there was a time when I I really asked myself what do I believe in and what is actually real, and I've had experiences where, like what many people call it, the peace that pers- that surpasses all understanding, and just in calling out to God, feeling like He was real, like it, there was a real relationship with a with this creator that that I'm accountable to and that, that it's actually real it's not just this idea it's not just an imperson it's an actual relationship and when you felt that did you feel like physically like connected or a, 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 what was that feeling like a specific example of that feeling um I go hiking a lot and I was out just quite a few years ago before I had kids before I was married I I would just go out by myself into the into the hills and just go I used to do that a lot just, too just bushwhacking and going and and there was a time where I you know I just felt kind of lost and I was really thinking deep on these ideas it was just you know I'd go out to go process life you know and just think and get in not to get in my head but to process things in my head and and I was going, and there was a point where I I felt like I was lost, and I didn't actually know where I was or where I was going. Oh, you actually, physically, literally lost. Physically okay. was lost. I mean, I I wasn't worried for my life or anything. But yeah. I you know I thought you know I'm just gonna call out to God. And I said, God, just just show me the show me where I'm going, show me something, and reveal yourself to me. Like I don't know why I was going there, but I just. I decided that's what I was going to ask. And so I was just continuing on. I was going, you know, Valley Hill and going through the shrubs and and then had this moment and, and came through and realized where I was and saw this area that I had never been that was so, I, I don't know, it was just this experience where it was so amazing knowing that he he had led me there and then it was this area that I didn't know existed but now it was this treasure of mine to to go and find, and now I 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, it's amazing because when you're in that space, the things that we see and we don't even recognize every day become like profound, like what's the word? Awe-inspiring. And that's like, what it was. I, like I, even water or anything. You're just like, oh my God, this this H2O, is this, it's life. Without it, there is no life. I'm like a water, be- but beyond that, it's realization like f- of reality, like a relationship. A, yeah. Like a the, relationship with what is so much truth was in front of me that I thought was, that I had taken for granted. And I was just out in the wilderness in an area called China flat. I don't know if anybody's yeah, familiar I with that. that. I just went with Danielle and I had come in from just not on the trail, but out of the shrubbery right, and just woods, broke the- onto this scene and just realized that. And I had all this just realization of, creation and the reality of of what i was in it and, and, and when uh, you're there it's almost like timeless there is no time there is no death there is it no it's like you you're part of it whatever it is you are not separate yeah that's it you're not separate you're like you have a connection to all things right and you were and it, go it ahead. just feels incredible it's just an incredible feeling yeah and you're asking if there was like this physical feeling but it was so beyond that that the physical didn't even matter there was there's was so little value placed on the physical but it was yeah it was i was shown what i am in the creation in relation to god and i i, I actually started crying and i would just like was on my knees and just like overwhelmed by the 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 awareness of reality mm. that I had at that moment. Dead sober. De- oh, totally sober. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. W- were you like coming off something or no, I hadn't, I was, that was a good place in my life where I was really just seeking God a lot uh. at the time and, and was, do you get that same thing from Jesus or why is it Jesus? I, I always ask this cause I don't really quite get the connection, but I think a lot of people do. Or for some reason, I don't know. Why is it Jesus? Sorry, and I'll let you talk after. No, this. no, this is. I mean, dude, this is like. I mean, you gotta fucking get. You gotta get your shit out. You know. I want you to. So it's Jesus because. Excuse me. Um, when I look into the scriptures, I see just that it's consistent with reality as far as, as far as the right. the depiction of God. As a creator, this loving being that created um, beings with a free will and the choice to love him or not, which is the only way love really exists. You have to have the choice not to love. And and then at some point, you know, in Genesis it says that man sinned against God and then was separated from God because of sin, right? And so there has to be some accounting for that. There's, there has to, you know, the price, the, the price for separation from the one who gave life is you forfeit life. So how, how do we, how are we reconciled to the living one? There has to be, life is the price. But I, if I pay that, then I'm separated forever. That's, that's so my pain. You mean payment. like a sacrifice? Right. That's the idea of sacrifice is that life is the price for rebelling against the one who gave life. You forfeit it. So Jesus took that on. So he's the only one that can pay that price. If I pay the price, then I pay with my life. And that's death. That's what I earned with my rebellion. But Jesus does not, not die. But, but being that he didn't rebel, he has no sin. 
according to scripture that and he takes my place he can he can be the sacrifice for all of sin because he didn't he didn't have any sin so he's he's spotless right he's blameless so he can he can cover all of sin and people say why why, why is it a man why is there why do you have to pay a price because I, th- I think it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a symbolic. Well, the, yeah, I don't want to get too far in the woods, but yeah, yeah, that, okay. that's a difficult one to just jump into, of course. But the idea that there's a price is that that God is a certain way, and if you rebel against that way, and He doesn't, you know, if there's no accounting for that, then there's no justice for real. Hmm. Because he's what, you know, the, mm-hmm. the idea that God is holy means that he's a certain way and everything outside of that way is separate from him. And he is life. So if you're separate from him, you're, you don't have life. Mm-hmm. So the I idea- wonder if that connection that we're talking about, the peace, is actually living. And most of the time we're only half living or partly living. I think that's a big part of it, yeah. And it's an awareness. You know, we're finite. We only have so much awareness. But I think at times he can give us awareness of ultimate reality. And when you have are... Have you ever done hallucinogenics? Yeah. Did you experience similar type things or not really? Or? Not on the same level. I mean, there were experiences that I can't explain and, and, and really enjoyed. I mean, I really enjoyed mushrooms a lot. Mm-hmm. I did mushrooms quite a bit. And I... like, like recently or... No, I haven't done it in a lot of years. Right, but that was one thing I, you know, I enjoyed a lot in my t- teens and twenties. And uh, but I I couldn't compare those experiences to what we were talking about right. earlier. Yeah, yeah, true. So maybe that's what Angela was talking about. It, it's not real. It's a. Uh, What's the real not? thing is so much actually different. The acid trips and stuff. Uh, and there's definitely an expansion of the mind and a, and a greater understanding on certain levels. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not the total reality that God can offer in that kind of peace. An understanding of, yeah, man. of truth. Mean, that shit's so amazing. I wonder, like, then I want more. Like, how can we get that? Well, what's amazing? The experience of like, living. Uh, I know. I mean, I think I feel like that we're kind of like drones almost just trying to survive. Uh, life is suffering, right? You go through suffering. Yeah. Jordan Peterson talks about this, you know, and that's the symbol of. You know the the cross. He's suffering, and people wear it on their neck. But it's like for what? For the greater good, and like nothing worth having is easy, and all this fucking shit. Right. You know? Yeah, I think it's like exhausting, kind of in a way. It's almost there. The life is suffering. I think that's inaccurate, just in the sense that the suffering is is when you feel life being drawn from you, and it's this idea that you. You, you realize what life is and you've experienced it. And when it's, when it's being pulled away from you, that's what suffering is. Yeah, because there's a difference. Because when I've been really connected, I go through my work day and I do what I need to do and I'm not suffering. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, today, yeah. you said you were good. Like you didn't yeah, really suffer I wasn't today. Suffering today, but, but you still did a lot. The things you do. So I don't know. What do you mean? I still did a lot in the things you do. Well, I mean your daily stuff that you need to do to make your, you know, your social media, your step work, you f- feed yourself, whatever you do in a day. You know. I just felt a little bit of it right now. A little I, bit I, of what? I, I, well, when you said when you said, uh, oh, I wish that I could feel like that all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like felt like, oh, fuck. Like, I know that feeling when you're just like, when it, that euphoric feeling of like, you know, mm-hmm. a, like being on acid or whatever. Like, I'm just not going to feel that. And that just kind of bums me out. <laughs> well, the way you say it, yeah, you're like really like wanting that. And like, you kind of like remind me sometimes of like, like how nice that is because I kind of like when I'm doing good I sort of forget it like I I haven't really even thought about that like I I don't even know if I would have even um there's something about being connected and not separate from all things that's it's beyond words yeah I don't know that everyone's felt it, and I don't know that I felt it to the degree that you have, but... Yeah, a lot of people in your shoes, Jason and Victoria, just just all the different Jesus people that I know, they've literally called out and they said, listen, show yourself to me, and then it was shown to them. That's, that hasn't happened to me and Billy. And it's not always that simple, and, and there's, you know... But, 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 but we definitely go for the spiritual shit like every day like we're going for it all the time or at least when we feel enough pain to want to to want to go for it but we just i don't i like the actual specific like jesus thing hasn't like really like it hasn't I, but 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 we had the dude on the other day who was like breaking it all down. Like nothing breaks it down did like the Bible. Listen, did you listen to that podcast with the the pastor dude? You know what? I don't think is it even out oh, yet. Oh, it's not out. Oh, yeah. If it, I mean, have you have you have you have you seen it? Um, I mean, we can't, it's, a new one came out today. Did you listen to it? Like that's the thing is like we have a podcast comes out every Tuesday. Or wait. No, it came out. No, a, a new a new podcast is coming out tomorrow. So it'd be nice if like, if we both like when it like tomorrow when you get up or when you start going I'm through. I'm all cut up, bro. I've been listening to him. No, but I'm saying like you should like talk about it on your TikTok. I should because you I should be like, yo, it. like our podcast just came out today. It's it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It, it's this one. It's about this. I think the one with what's his name is is coming out tomorrow. Cool. So you could do like a little post to your fucking, what you yeah, got like I'll over five, that. you got how many, you got 6,000, 7,000 people. 7,000, yeah. I mean, you could do a, you could do a video that could get <clears throat> a lot of views. I mean, I'm going to, I don't do it enough. I, so I have, I have Kaya. All right. I love you guys. I, I've been live streaming for fucking, uh, did it sound better? I just feel like, you know, this is just like. You know, it's a kind of distracting. 
don't really want to be distracted. 30,000 viewers. I've been live, uh, let's see, November uh, 12th streamed 10 hours and 33 minutes. That's how long I've been live for. That's a little mind ball. 10 hours. Oh, and yesterday it was like 12 hours. I've been going, I've just been streaming just nonstop. And do you engage them sometimes? Sometimes, yeah, when I can. Otherwise, it's just on. And people watch just There's always at least 50 people. Doing whatever you're doing. (laughs) It's not even me sometimes. I had it sitting on the Learning to Lose painting for two hours last night when I went to Veronica's house. It was just on the Learning to Lose painting. And people were still, when I came home. Oh, because they interact with each other. When I came home, there was, when I came home, there was seventy people watching that painting. But they're talking to each other too, right? Well, yeah, they're like either talking shit about me, how I'm not engaging with them, or I'm not even there. Right. So it's or, almost or like they're talking to each other. Yeah, it's a community. And, it's and, and, like a catalyst for a community. But to it's get also, to... it's also kind of like a little bit of a hack in a way. Um. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, because I've gotten like eleven thousand followers since I started. Oh, live streaming! I've never live streamed. You should. You should. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it's just it's just good. It's good for your. But also, I'm kind of like thinking, you know what? Like, I want to start creating a community of people, like what you said, like where they can come. Like, dude. What we just did out there was pretty profound. There was 200 people in that meeting with us. That's wild. We went deep, too. That was yeah. And they were going deep with each other. That's awesome. And, like, this is just the very beginning. So I don't really know. I don't really know that anyone else is doing that. I don't know. Maybe. Not like the way that we're doing it, though. Because the way we're doing it is it's like... It's not just like a meeting once a week. It's like Rudy's live streaming at Billy's house. Billy's struggling. I mean, here's like, we're all like, we're all like a bunch of like flawed people, like living amongst each other, sharing our truths. And, and, and what do you think, Billy? I mean, going on a rant. I think it's kind of a trip because <laughs> are the people who are watching that sometimes watching Rudy too? Oh, yeah. Stream? They already, they're in on the whole thing. There's people that know. Tall socks, short socks, Rudy, um, the whole thing with what Rudy did, she lives with you. They know the whole story. They, they're, a lot of people know the whole, they know all the ins and outs. And if they don't, the people in the stream will update Well, them. it's kind of cool. because there'll be people that'll jump in and be like, what's going on here? What's the story with these people? Oh. And then they'll, the, other, the, 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 the core fans will have to tell them. No, this is what they're doing. Like, cause they're, I have new, I got, you know, just 10,000 people in the past day that weren't following me that are now and they don't know shit about what's going on so i don't know i think it's, if it's you're into it like you say a core fan or whatever it's kind of cool because at any time a new character one of the characters can jump in live stream or something and you can be like because we're all different right yeah 100 percent. So, so today it was like mikey and rudy and wickham and greg and it's just uh it's pretty interesting so so who, what, can you just give us like one of the most exciting things, people that you've met that you, just anything. Have you ever worked with the Coen brothers? No, but uh, I wouldn't say actor-wise. I don't know. I, 
I think more like a DP that I have you worked with um Roger Deakins? No. I would love to work. But you, uh so you like are you look up to DP. You want to be a DP. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that's really? that's ultimately a dream that Bro, let's do it. Yeah. Bro, what is that? No, no, What's no. DP? Hold on. Director of photography, cinematographer. Oh. We are going to shoot something together. Absolutely. I have a red. I have all I have our oh, sky panel. Dude, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know you have a red. What which red? The dragon. Oh, really? Dude, I have um everything you need to make a film. We I should... have audio. I have really good audio that I bought from Matt. I mean, you know, I have a production company. Yeah. Oh no, I, know I have that. like a bunch of little. I have two six fifty Aries, two three fifties, a sky panel. What size? Um, a sixty a, a, or all the or... eight Asteras. Oh, nice. You know the color. You see, yeah. you know Asteras. Sure. It's a five thousand dollar rig oh, thing. Yeah. I have a Danny Dolly, and um, a red and a Sackler tripod and. Um, a bunch of uh, Cine Prime or a bunch of uh, Ari uh, art lenses. You know the art, the Sigma art lenses. Yeah, they're okay. great lenses. Yeah, they they don't have the cinema housing, but they're like they're 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 great. They're. Uh, um, I mean, so yeah, we. Should, I think and, a lot of people don't appreciate like the lenses are. That's where it's at. I mean, as far as your image, that's a big part. It's of, a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, um, as far as the look. So it. have you ever done anything? Like, have you ever actually DP'd something or? No, I mean. What do you know about it? What do you mean? As far as being a DP yeah. or lighting? And I mean, I really enjoy the lighting aspects for, you know, for 14 you, years, I was on Criminal Minds. With and, Joe. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, I, why does he call you Muddy Buddy? That's what Kellard and his that Why? Group, I don't know. Oh. I, don't, I don't remember where that came from. <laughs> it was just a name that yeah, stuck, yeah, yeah. you know. But for 12 of those years, I was pushing Dolly. Uh-huh. So you get a little removed from the lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're more in the camera world and kind of don't have to pay attention to the lighting mm-hmm. as much. Like, not involved in setting But, like, up, let's but, just say we were going to shoot us doing this podcast, mm-hmm. right? We wanted to make it look, like, real good. And you have all the equipment that I just told you I own. Right. Would you, what would you do? Would you, would you, you would, how would you, where would you start? Um, start with camera position and what you wanted, you know, you'd have a raking shot of you to him <laughs> and then you'd have a, you know, a wide shot of the whole room. Yeah. And then you'd have probably singles of each person. And then lighting wise. Lighting wise, you'd want to have something that. Obviously, I divide the room in two halves, you and Billy, and then this half, wow. and then probably half light the two of you. Okay, so and then so, so half light you mean so that one so that part of our, okay, yeah. So we got to do this. Like, have a nice backlight or something, you know. We, just, let's have some fun. So, because here's the problem that I've been having. Wickham's great. He's one guy though. I I I could really. You're pretty busy. I just like I really need like another like one or two like diehard like people that really want to make stuff oh yeah that's... not like how much am i getting paid no, no. like i want to like use this equipment and like i want to make something because the learning to lose i i want to do little shorts and i have the you know we have twenty four thousand on youtube i have twenty four thousand people subscribed on my YouTube so we can make something right, oh yeah. and we can put it on YouTube. But we just, did you see the short film we just made? Did you uh, hear about it? 
the one in Joshua Tree? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, you watched it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that I was has 25,000 views. Let, let me ask you this. Were there were people that thought it was real, or was there something that yeah. you showed first that, like, you played a prank or something? Did you show mm-hmm. the whole video, or did you just show... No, so, just one little piece. Yeah, there's just there, there's a oh, little okay. TikTok. Oh, did I tell you that that video has two and a half million views? Wow. The one of Rudy saying, there was an accident. You didn't see that? I saw that. And I didn't. Her, I didn't. Has, like, I wasn't sure red. what you showed that everybody reacted to. Like, oh, they that's thought it. They, that, they that showed that. It. it was and just then that people little. People started clip. texting, and they're like worried, and he didn't respond. I mean, and... people were texting Billy, Tim, Oleg. Fans were reaching out. My mom was tripping. I mean, everybody was like, "What's going on?" Because we just stopped posting, for which is. 24 like hours. unheard of. Nothing. Right? <laughs> we went silent right after that hit. And it worked. They even called the hospitals and It was like an Andy really? Kaufman oh. moment right. where I was like, hey, I would <laughs> like to just actually try to do something that's like something and like follow. It's almost like performance art. It's like, I don't know. You probably, you get it. But a lot of people didn't, they, they didn't understand how it was art. I think a lot of people forget that if you see somebody, that means there's a camera. And if it's being operated, there's another person behind that. And a lot of people lose that, that idea and they think, well, yeah, it's just... Yeah, you don't forget that. But, but, but it's a little different on TikTok. Well, no, because she just had the phone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The thing. So, so, so there was no caption. There was no comment. So there, there was no, I don't know if you noticed that either, Billy. There was no music. There was no caption. There was nothing. I posted it dry. And it was just her going... Let me show you so video. when I saw that clip, I think I already knew too much that it, that I wasn't. Anyway, I think I wait. What do you mean? Like at a certain point, I had seen. I don't know if it was a a post that there was this uh, Joshua Tree. Oh, movie. so you so, didn't really get. I don't think. I don't know if I would have been fooled or not because I don't. Yeah. I didn't see it in the right order. Right. So, I think it would be really cool to make a little film like. The, yeah, the, the, the this, this touches one. on that what we were this talking one. about. Accident. You saw it. I yeah, really I've seen the clip. Yeah. So this video has two point three million views. Wow! Just that little clip, right? One hundred and thirty-two thousand likes. Two days ago, I went live, and I just started getting flooded are you okay are you okay what's wrong what's wrong and i I just noticed something my follower count started going up i got like five thousand followers in like one hour it was crazy it's because that video resurfaced on tiktok and started getting got a million views overnight another million it went from one to two like this was two days ago hold on billy do you understand Two days ago. This no, happened. I understand. That's amazing. No, but, but I'm saying we posted this a month ago. Yeah, I know. So just two days ago, it, res- it, it TikTok was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to send this one out. The algorithm's weird. Yeah, you know? it's just weird that you're at the mercy of the algorithm. A hundred percent. But I mean, it's not, but the algorithm is based on how people are reacting to something. So people were seeing it and they were like, like commenting or going to my like it was it was causing engagement so tiktok was like okay this post is working 
we're giving it another chance because it has a million views because it already worked. I mean, that video just when feeds I itself. That, what? It just feeds itself. And yeah, so it's not just based on random chance. And is there a way that you can? Un- I don't. Un- I don't understand social media at all. I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a complete luddite. That's yeah. fine. That's great. But is there a way that you can understand the algorithm well enough that you can play into it? Hold on a second. Do you know what my highest viewed video is? I just. I just noticed. <laughs> Sorry. I'm allowed to film in my house. Well, whoever's. If it's your house, they're not a renter here. You can have cameras up all you want. Right. There's like a sign saying something about your house. And then if you're right, the same thing out in public, you can film and take pictures in public. It's as long as it's not like something that would be a private conversation. If you're starting to film, like if you guys are talking, you know, there's some guys. But like, so, so, so what? Watch the beginning. That's how you should always react to the police. Watch her. Did you see the face? The she smirk, made? yeah. The, so, just, isn't that funny? Though, when you search my name, that's that video has three hundred thirty-seven thousand likes. That means it has, I don't know, however many million views. The other, whatever. Um, I don't want to make this all about my thing. I just want to say that that movie we shot, Wickham shot that. He edited that. No lighting, really. Just, but it's it. It's getting, it's, we have a, um, small plot growing platform for, for my, what I want to, what, what I want to do is make films. That's I what I'm here to do. It would well, be hi, I'm here to make films, not do podcasts, not do meetings, not have a fit, not be a famous influencer. I want to make films. All of this is just to be able to do that, but that costs $10 million. Or a million. I think that it would be so cool if we could make little 10-minute films that inspire what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Because it's a message that everybody needs, I believe. Okay, so like example. But with the cool light, just the whole thing. So it's really... But you've already seen me... Speaks to people. Yeah, and you've already seen me like do that or try to do that. Yeah, but but I'm thinking like five minute, ten minute films. Nothing like so no, overwhelming like, that you can't. No, but like I showed you the one of me and Troy. That's like five minutes. That's like ten minutes. Remember where I'm like I relapsed, and then there's the other one with DDA and that kid Jet where they're walking. Did you see that one? And the sky is purple and shit. I uh, still have. I don't know, but it. even little horror films, just little short, easy, easier. Bite-sized things, you Something know? with characters where people are like, oh, that's me, or that's so-and-so, and, and then it, spe- I mean, and it speaks to these things like we're talking like, about. These- okay, like his experience, like you're, like I'm, you know, it has to, you know, your experience in the woods or wherever you were. Right. Like mm-hmm. that could be a short film. That would be cool. So you have to have the idea. Mm-hmm. You got to think it like I thought of all these ideas, like the idea saying, oh, yeah, like, let's go do this thing in a general way. That's easy. Having the idea and manifesting that like I'm already visualizing you, you're walking. I mean, maybe it's not you. You would DP it. Um, I would love for you to just I just honestly for me, I just want to like make cool art with my friends because that's like how I have fun. 
yeah, for me, it was never about the, you know, like you were saying, you don't want people to just, uh, how much money am I making? How this? Well, you it's, and Joe should do it together. Yeah. It should be you, Joe, me, and we should do that. And we'll have Rudy be the actor. Yeah. She's great. She'll, she'll, you know, break down and, 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 and she'll be depressed maybe, or, or maybe not even depressed. I think it should just be exactly whatever you went through. Right. You make that, we make that. Yeah. It's about, it's about these, you know, the stream of images that, that produces in the audience, this feeling that I had or whatever it would, yeah. you know, that this character and had. It, it's up very to effective to inspire people. Cause when you watch a really good movie, it does something to you, right? Yeah, it, it does. Just, dude. Yeah. It's like, bro, I just watched the aviator and I think that might be a big part of why I'm so amped up right now today. Have you seen that? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Well, I, think it, I think it was in a theater when I saw it. Have you seen it? A long time ago. The story of Howard Hughes? Yeah. It was good. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. He's like got really bad. Like he's kind of crazy a little. Yeah. Obsessive. He's like OCD. Yeah. He's washed his hands. He's like a little bit like off. But when he's on, he's just like on, dude. It's so good, dude. But yeah, that's my, my point being that movies straight up change my character in a way that nothing can. I mean, this message is profound, but like for me, what's eating Gilbert Grape, Forrest Gump, you know, basketball diary. I mean, I, I might not be an alcohol. If I might not have ever got into drugs, if it wasn't for basketball diaries and train spotting, those movies made me want to get loaded. They probably shaped who I am as a person. But they uh, should have been the opposite of I know, but not for me. <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball Diaries. Strung out, foaming at the mouth. I don't know. I just, for, but that says probably more about what was going to inevitably happen to me. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. well, it drew you in you you this this intense feeling you wanted that much feeling i don't know much, yeah and then like experience and then him like it's getting extreme through experience. it and i don't know it was just like cool because there's also a very cool element to it like before he gets like totally strung out him and his boys are like you know they're, they're like cool for for like half the movie you know but yeah so so it could be like you know her but but I, I feel like maybe we change it a little bit and it's not her because in your case you were like, okay, you were in a good place and you're like, God show me and then you saw beauty. Right. It was so above and beyond what I but, was but even maybe, asking for. But maybe in the film, that's... maybe in the little short we do, she's like not in a good place. Right? Yeah, I think it, it there's a certain element that I felt lost. Right. And I felt you know, that where I was going was through, you know, bushwhacking. I'm, I'm, you know, it wasn't you, an easy road. So there was, there were. How would you portray that elements. moment of connection though? That yeah. Would see be that, a, that's really tough. Because, well, no, yeah. we, 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 it would be in the editing. Well, first it would be, maybe things get more vibrant in color and then, um, we could change the lens to, to, you know, we could go from like, like either, um, very like steady locked off shots to like really fisheye, like wide handheld color 
shot like macro you could get like macro lenses and 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 shoot like real close up like the you can see the texture of the green leaves right your eyeball just dilating yeah, yeah. Like, like we could just the sequence would be critical yeah, yeah but it would be like dead sober right so that's pretty amazing that's that's a really amazing short for learning to lose because it's like experiencing the oneness sober through Okay, yeah, actually, no, I think that should be your first project. And, well, we've and, already done like four short films. I've showed you some of them. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be the first project. I've seen the one with the dude with the dreadlocks. Yeah, that was, that was a Where'd he go? What story. happened to him? He's around. CJ? Yeah. Yeah, he's dope. He'll, he'll be back. Yeah, I have a lot of good, good guys around, but I just feel like it would be nice to have, like you've been around more... Like you and Joe like have a different guys that haven't been around sets, they don't really like have the kind of experience that you have. Yeah. Like even just the way he said like split the room, it's like basic mm-hmm. shit for him. Mm-hmm. Like I when I, I like just kind of recently discovered about a year ago maybe that like most times you see a person, half their face is dark. Yeah, it depends. It's like a technique. Yeah, it's a sin. It's a way like right now I'm looking at your face and this side has light. It's all pretty much lit up. So this would be the key and this would be the fill, right? Uh huh. The key is whatever the dominant light on your face is on whatever you're lighting. Yeah. So one side and I don't think I've ever really been effective in creating like real cinematic lighting. I can show you a couple of the things that we've done. Oh, there's also one with Jed. Did you see that one where he's talking about his dad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That one. was one. That one looks pretty good. And he, he, he's, you know, I'm trying to tell him about how to get sober. And it's hard, dude. It's really hard. You know? Not really, but. You don't know. I believe you. No, I don't. Well, I yeah, imagine honest, I don't us. Know. I mean, the, the imagine thing that always is an issue is the cohesion of the cinema. Like it always kind of jumps from this to that. You like, there's not a cohesive lighting and like follow. Wait, what are you saying? Whatever. Or, or, no, are you saying like this, the shorts you've seen us do? Uh huh. They don't really work. You're saying because of that, you're like pick your right because you're like in one environment and then it changes so much to the next. Like it doesn't seem to flow into. With the lighting and all the like, right. the way you know what I'm saying? Like, well, the scene, well, the scene. Maybe with, I'm wrong. I don't know shit. I'm no, just, no, no, no. But I, I like when people don't know shit um, because then they're 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 they're. Well, the, the scene with me and CJ does. It's only in this one room. Yeah, that one. That one I like because that's oh. it stays the same. And the one with Jed is only in. It starts by the fire. I can't pit. remember. I can't right, remember right. that one. And the moment Troy is only outside on the mountaintop. But I, I, I should. Sh- I would love for you to be more involved with the learning to lose shorts. But you would. Um, yeah, and, and 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 just imagine this. You know, we spend two hours setting up lights, pretty much, and locking off, or and and getting your shot. Here's the problem with what we're doing. We need like two cameras, two like A cameras, which we have the black magic and the red because we're kind of improving because we don't have professional actors that have memorized lines. 
Because if a amateur actor memorizes lines, you're going to know that they're, it's very difficult. See, people don't understand. It just sounds like what it is. They're reading. The hardest thing is acting. That's why they get paid the most and they do the least because nobody else can do what they do. Like try saying, I'm going to write a bunch of shit for you to say, memorize it and say it like it's the first time you ever Give said it. Give me some. Um, well, I mean, are you saying that you can act or? I'm going to try. Well, no, but like, I know you can be yourself. No, give me something. Well, I've already seen you try to act. When? <laughs> when you, we, there's, a, there's another thing we did um, called... Um, just give me something. Well, no, okay, I will. I don't have, I can't just come okay. up with something well, off the top well, of my head. write me something, not long. I, I will, but let okay. me just say what I was going to say is we've, you seem to forget. We did a short called Clout Chasers Anonymous. Yeah, but you didn't give me a script. I know I didn't, but you came in there acting and it was super off and it felt like acting. And I'm like, Billy, just be yourself. And then you crushed it. You should see this fucking short. I don't feel like I crushed you it. You did, bro. Just, you were just, anyway, he was just I would basically. Like, all I'm saying is I would like to try. If you gave me a script, I'd just like to try it because it would be fun. Yeah. I it, think it, I could, it, it, I think it is maybe I could do, maybe I've never tried so, so Clout Chasers Anonymous was a really cool that was idea. Fun, yeah. that, that was funny. I like the comedy stuff. Remember that we deal with clout chasing. Cunning, baffling, powerful. Do you know what clout chasing is? Uh, I mean, I've heard the term. I'm not it's, sure. like, it's, like, it's like going, it's like, it's like um, chasing fame. Being willing to do anything for likes and views. Clout. Because because once you have a million followers, you actually have power. Right. It's crazy. Power and that one is God. May you find him now. Clout chasing in the rest of the world is known as networking. Kind of true. Yeah, we just recently posted a video that went viral about Sheck West and I have people that nobody will work with me. I have people that are really upset that are saying I'm chasing clout and I feel really shitty about it inside and I've realized the truth which is that I am a powerless clout chaser and I need help and that's why I'm here. I'm not here because I think I have a problem I'm here because I'm sick of being asked to come here. Yeah. If you don't have a problem, why are you wearing a green suit? It's funny. Is it? Does, do, but I mean, do people are? I mean, are are your how how is your family and your friends reacting to that? They're embarrassed, yeah. but I don't care. I mean, I, I, at what point? Are you, I don't know. But, but is it funny for anyone else besides you, though? Yeah, I think so. The it, green suit's funny. It, what do you think? I mean... The audio uh, is, I think is, it's funny, but... Um, see, his audio sounds good. It could be a problem but that's in your life. He's the only one how to mic. If uh, people are reacting negatively to you, and then uh, you have a neg- negative emotions attached to that... 
I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, I want people to laugh. I don't think there's a problem with that. Police do. They don't want to be in public. Do you always wear the green suit? I haven't taken it off in three months. Isn't it, like, dirty? Um, I have a couple. I would like it if you could actually say one thing. I would like for you to at least admit My favorite is one salty. way how this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually was mad at him. Yeah. Like, here, let me see. Can I get your phones before I fucking punch you in your fucking face? There's no reason for you to be negative. It's just, like, crazy. Yeah, it's it's like, like, you don't need to be negative. negative. It's like, I just, like, I think of something and it's always... How has it negatively affected your life? Um... It's hard, you know, because the positives outweigh the negatives so much, but, you know, uh, my dad's uh, boyfriend left us. Um, your been, dad? My dad's boyfriend left us. Why don't we talk about your girlfriend? No, I have a girlfriend. Why? Uh, I was just club, chasing the club. Too, okay, right? so why are we not, why are we ignoring that? Why? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. And why are you laughing? Because it's funny to me. Okay, but did no, you love her? Yeah. So why is it funny? So we're, 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 we're like... We're basically in an AA meeting, and uh, I mean, we're basically in a meet. Yeah, and and we're just we didn't have a script. We're just we're just riffing. That's pretty the good. Thing with salty is he does have like yeah, well, we all do, and he's like dating constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 all were tapping into something real. I mean, did you forget the Tony part? He's he's cool. Yeah, he's an actor, right? Yeah. So Tony's an actor, and he did. That's Christopher Walken. See? I just don't think it's that big of a deep pursuit. So? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, hilarious. He said, now you got haters who are chasing clout and it backfired on you. Mm. And this is what's going to happen time and time again mm-hmm. because it's an empty pursuit. Sometimes <laughs> I don't even know who I am. If yeah, I'm that's, me, that's Christopher Walken. See? I just don't think it's, it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. If we're being honest, canter with everybody else in the room here, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. That's Vince Vaughn. So awareness is actually, he's not even aware. It is a big deal, because we got to be aware of the illness, or we'll get nowhere. And what's happening is our lives are falling apart. <laughs> and what we're here for is to have something that's available. Nate, a good life. please get off your fucking phone? A good life. Dude, Wickham just copped the easy breads. I don't give a fuck, dude. Can you do that later? We're here for that very fucking reason, dude. But like... I'm looking at you on my knuckles to have you lock it. It's like it's I don't even have my own identity anymore sometimes, but I feel like that's just something that I feel like I have to do in my life. I just... So we're just laughing at little ending like bloopers. But it's the the hardest thing is audio. It's the one thing we never get right. And they're the dudes that get shafted on set more than anybody because it's, it's the most important thing. And everybody just shits on them. Really? Because it, you know. Sorry, any camera department, but camera thinks they're the most important because they're the image, and they're, they can't shoot a movie without the camera. So yeah, they, but they always have this. But audio is so important. It really is, and it's the one thing we never get right. 
I don't think I've ever gotten it right. There's always something wrong and it's unfixable. I can't, it makes it just, even in the show, we're making a show. That had like a Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of vibe to it or something. I don't know. Is that, that that scene right there just had like a. Mm. What? Had like a Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of vibe to it. Yeah, the music's a little loud. The audio's not great. We had, you know, we had a red and an Ursa matching the color. Was It's just a lot, dude. It's just fucking people don't even realize how much is involved. It's like you can't just. You can't make a movie by yourself. Yeah, no, he, he. Do you realize? What's that? What it takes. I mean, you can't make a movie by yourself. Well, he's on set, so he's seeing. Right, but, and the more he's... specialized you have people in their specialized departments, and and each person has help doing their specialized thing, the better product you're going to get. As long as you have, you know, cohesiveness of what the vision is. But, you know, a lot of people these days, everybody's got a camera in their hand. Everybody thinks they're a cinematographer, and all you got to do is point the camera, and that's how a movie's made. But I think a lot of people don't appreciate that it's a collaborative effort if you want to. If you want a really good product, you have to collaborate like with other people. And that's why I cannot I'm so do it yourself. Relationships. I've been trying to do this shit for a long time, bro. Like I've been trying to make movies my whole life. Like really. Hmm, that smells good. What did you just light an incense? No, it's just my baby. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I mean, man, all it's all this shit. All so Ridge Production was like, oh, let's make a. I want to make movies. I love shooting. So let's just see if we can figure out a way to um, make some money shooting. That's how I learn. I just, you got to just get in it. Any, any kind of craft or art. I I just get in it, make some, make a mess. And and each time it gets better and better. So, but are you kind of working your way? Are you hopefully, what steps are you taking towards? How badly do you want to? Be a DP, like maybe not so bad that you're like really taking steps. Yeah, I think it's a, it's just a tough road. From yeah. I mean, there's certain. If I was in the camera department, that would be a more logical pathway. Yeah. Or even in set lighting, more gaffers probably become DPs than yeah, key so, grips so, or dolly grips. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just real quick, I want to come back to this, but I just want to talk a little bit about who you were about to say. Someone before I said Roger Deakins, who. Oh yeah, just very recently had an opportunity to work with a DP that it wasn't so much about the the big projects and things that he's done, his big movies and things, but it was just being on set with him and realizing the kind of person he was and the kind of he just uh really loves the dance of it all, the mm. process. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm a DP and you're my servants and da da da," but this guy really enjoys every aspect of the creative process, mm. which I'm sure you appreciates the end result too but you have to enjoy the process i got hoita von hoitema swedish mm. dp wow does a lot of like big uh christopher nolan movies and stuff <laughs> like big big stuff that was the one i was out of town he's that, done christopher nolan films oh yeah which ones um did he do fucking dark knight I don't know. Or the illusionist. You don't know which one. Interstellar. He did uh, Interstellar. Dunkirk. He did Dunkirk. Hold on a second. He, th- you realize Dunkirk was like groundbreaking cinematography. Like Oh, yeah. No, this guy's amazing. He held a fucking IMAX camera. I was honored just to be in the room with this guy. Like, so he did Dunkirk. 
Yeah. We saw it together, remember? I'm, I'm pretty no, sure. No, Billy, that's so funny that you mentioned that. Is that the that, war movie? Yeah, that's the one oh, that was... Oh, okay. So that movie, it was the first time an IMAX camera has ever been handheld. That's what happened there. But... But yeah, yeah so this dude, he's pretty, he's an outside the box thinking kind of guy. He's, yeah. He's really. So like, it seems like you getting a chance to actually be a DP is going to be very difficult. Anything's possible, but like the path isn't clear. Right. And, as the, far in, as and the industry is so different than only 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was in the incredible time in the industry went from film almost entirely film to now entirely digital mm. where leds were like you're t- talking oh yeah sorry leds are like you can't light a room with led right now that's almost entirely what you see everywhere right yeah like my re's like my hot re lights like an led used to only be used for that little indicator light on your stereo <laughs> or whatever that is yeah. like you, now the, the advancements in in leds and and digital sensors that changed the whole industry. And then all these social media platforms and, and different ways of putting out films and, and well, oh. so yeah, so that's where I'm like, there's so many more avenues. I, I definitely was not going to try to get into the union and be like working a nine to five for a bunch of people telling me what to do. It's a hard road. That was just what it was an impossible road. I wasn't going to do that. So I'm the guy who just like, grabs a camera and starts okay I want to make something and I want I've got to try to get people to see it and I quickly realized no one's going to see anything no one's ever going to see any art you make unless you fuck it unless you you want to just finish this whole rant for me unless you have a following Billy has heard me (laughs) say this rant probably so many times that you could just finish the whole thing for me well, now you have a following. Yeah. So now you can put something out there and people will see it. I mean, but it's still like we had to fake our fucking own death to get 25,000 views. And, and, yeah, and the but other it video, wasn't really that. It was a project and it was a good idea and it was fun. It would have never, nobody would have fucking watched it if there wasn't a fucking marketing scheme behind it. Because I've already put out so many, dude. I've put out hundreds, probably thousands. Yeah, but like, since you've had a following like this, you haven't put anything out. Since the pandemic started. Well, no, I post three YouTube videos a week. That's but not week movies. Of, no, no, no. Yeah, they're like vlogs and shit. Yeah. But like people would rather see vlogs than movies on um, YouTube. I'm telling I know. So like I've just been trying to do this for so long and. It's a hard road no matter which way you go, but we're, cl- we're closer than we've ever been to like this becoming a reality. Like, and, and, and the thing I'm fascinated with, and I've always been fascinated with, and I've been talking more and more about this, is not giving Billy lines. It's letting Billy be Billy. And find a way for him to find a way to speak his truth in the scene as it relates to the script, the dialogue, the loose outline that we've. So like in this short, you could be 
someone who knows Rudy or runs into Rudy. And she could be talking to you, Billy. You're, you're not changing anything about yourself. And you would be talking to her about your experience with the power and wanting to be one with her struggle and your relationship to that. And I think it's kind of a genius new approach to yeah, thank you. cinema, really, because... But, but the, and the other fascinating thing about it is our followers, they know Billy. They know Rudy. They know Wickham. They know all the characters. They know Danielle. So when we did this short, they were like, oh, that bitch. She's been living on his couch. Like, she's already been... Like, the, the, the video of her sleeping on my couch, sober 11 days, has a fucking half a million views. Yeah, so it wasn't just the film. It's the whole thing. Oh, no. It's the whole thing. And, it, and it's... Thank you. I really appreciate what you're saying about how you think that's a good idea, but... This has been something that's been sort of slowly developing. Yeah, life. some people can really vibe with that whole, you know, just off the cuff and being themselves and act and and either can or can't do the scripted thing. And some people need the script; they need structure. Well, but the but they be- can whatever you write, they can become it. The best actors in the world do that. We can't afford those people yet. Right. And some so, of some of the big time guys, they can't do anything improvised. They can't do it. They want the structure, but they can become anything you write. Really? Yeah, you know, I've seen but so Joaquin many... Joaquin is like a... Yeah, that's another level. I relate to that. Yeah. To that, like, he has to find... And, and I feel like when I'm watching him, I'm watching him. Right. But that's, but that's the crazy part, though, is that he, yeah, he... He, like, legitimately, like, morphs into whatever character he's playing and he, and it, there, it's a version of him right so yeah I, I, that's a, that's a very and being a crew member being on set and having to say being a dolly grip or whatever in my experience it's have a lot of a lot of pressure work like, with him at all i haven't worked with joaquin but it, it, you don't want to be the one to mess it up when he's doing something that is just you know things that special just happen yeah. and you don't and you better get your shit right Right. When they're on, you better be on too. You know, I mean, yeah. you can do another take, but when people are like that, no two takes are the same. And then you know, you never know what they want to use. Yeah, it's pretty magical. It's pretty fascinating. I just, I love the whole. I love it so much, you know. And and Rudy's, she's got something special. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, she really taps into something deep yeah so just you can see just based on the short you saw yeah just that one uh the joshua tree one yeah you you saw that yeah that's cool yeah Yeah, i thought it was great yeah it's cool it was it was cool i mean you know it's i mean you know it's hard to get a realistic killing scene um without any help yeah i mean there's certain but we made it look as good as we could oh yeah i think you guys did a good job with there's certain elements that like if you had a ton more money and crew and yeah you do camera moves and things that crane moves and all that but wickham's fucking starving sorry no you do your thing wickham's good he's we edited that for 30 for 30 hours straight like Right, he edited that right here. Yeah. Colored it, edited it, 
the sound wasn't great because he was rocking his fucking shotgun road mic the whole time. But yeah, like all I ever really wanted to do was make films, but I didn't know how. I didn't even know where to start. I mean, it's so. So then I just was like, all right, well, let me just make music. Maybe that will lead to like, and then that kind of, that kind of played out its thing. And then I'm like, well, let me just get a red. I just like guys. My brother let me borrow like twenty grand or some shit, and my dad helped me. I just fucking bought a fucking red. I spent like thirty or, or even more grand on. It's like crazy. That's what we shot Criminal Minds on for years. Like yeah. seven seven of those years was on a red. Yeah, I bought this thing fucking six years ago, and then. Yeah, and we started shooting a bunch of shit, and I was like, I'm, I just started to, I'm like at a point where I'm like, I'm just like done making other people's stuff. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, that, that's been a struggle. My whole career is just, you're always doing somebody else's dream. Yeah. You're always, Fuck that. But there's times where I, you know, I was honing my craft, and I was doing, I was so in it and so enjoying investing into this image that we were creating yeah. at any moment that's 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 it that, that kept me in it for almost 20 years now yeah. otherwise then you know if, well, it, was, if like, it was about a paycheck and about that i, I, never, I wouldn't have made it that far really just but you get paid pretty good huh yeah but that wouldn't have kept me there right it, it, what would you what else would you have done i don't know there's a lot of different things i like doing i like working with wood and you know i have a lot of Side hobbies. I have a constant need for creative output. Wow. Constantly. Like, I, I I start to lose it if I don't have that somewhere. I think you could be a good... I think you... Yeah, we should... We should. Uh, it's just like, here's the, here's the thing. I feel like, like Billy doesn't even... Just getting the lights to this house is a whole... Like, Billy, do you even realize how heavy these lights are? And Those the, lights? To make a film. Oh. Like the light stand. Like a, a C-stand. I have no it's idea. Like a a C-stand is like a huge, heavy metal like stand. And then you have to put the light on it. You have to plug it in. You have to like put shit in front of the light to like diffuse the light. Yeah, that would never. That's not an issue for me. I've spent my whole life loading trucks and moving locations and yeah. going to, loading the truck, go there, unload so, so, the truck, move all the equipment. Like, so like you, Troy, Joe, and Wickham, and like me and Rudy and like maybe Billy could be like someone. But here's the thing: is if we're doing something outside, we're not really going to need the lights. Right. You could do available light, and and a lot of the time, instead of lights, you could be doing bounces and and. Yeah, you know, day exterior is a grips world. You know, night exterior is electrician and light set lighting. But like, uh, <clears throat> understanding the edit is like so important. So you're like, okay, we got the shot of her walking up, and then now we need to get the shot of her saying whatever she's going to say. Editors make the best TV directors because they know in advance what they're going to use and how they're going to use it. They don't waste time. They're efficient. They're efficient TV directors. Guys that come from the editing world. Huh. It really helps having an understanding of editing oh, in the make, shooting process. They make efficient TV directors. 
Because TV's all about, I mean, it's time to shoot. We got 10 pages today to shoot, 10 pages of script to shoot oh. today. And and you better already have an idea what you're shooting. It's no time to, if you're making a feature film, you got, you're doing two pages a day. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's always, that's always been something that's like really frustrating for me is like directors who don't edit and they just get like way too many shots, way too many takes. Yeah, and like, you don't know what you're going to What gonna... the fuck are you doing, fool? You think this is like, they're like being like the artist. Yeah, if you're going to do it's artsy like, stuff. bro, none of those takes are, nobody's ever going to see any of that shit you just did. Did you just do all that to look good on set? Because you're going to, you just wasted a bunch of money, time, and now the fucking editor has to deal with all that shit. They have to go through all, get what you need and get the fuck, move on. That that happens all the way up on big hit TV shows. Yeah. Directors come in that don't know what they're going to do or don't have a plan and think, oh, I'm, they like to use the word, you know, I'm more of an organic director. It's like, you mean unprepared? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's you know, fun and interesting about what we're doing is like, it it all is like, like we didn't even know if I was, we didn't even know I was going to die during the day. Wickham was like, yo, let's just go out and kill him. Like, let's just make it happen. Like, and then she's like, oh, I want to put blood on his face. And she like put blood on my face. And I'm like, yo, here, do the TikTok video real quick. Like, so I can post it like tomorrow so that we have like, 30, 40 hours to edit the video and then we could follow that up with this and that. And it was just, all of us were just coming together as a, as a collaborative team and we just made something cool. That I'm yeah. Really sometimes it does happen organically like that. And some people are like that. They just have this flow of consciousness where things just come out as it goes. Yeah. But that's a rarity. And a lot of people want to be that. It's like, you better just come prepared. <laughs> just, just have a plan at least. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're, you know, if there's a hundred people on set, you can't really that's like different like this was just we weren't like a bunch of people weren't depending on us to like have our shit we weren't like just wasting money like those kinds of yeah so I don't know you got a hundred people standing around looking at you waiting for you to make a decision that you have no idea what you're you know like what have you seen happen like that you know some people that came in, I don't want to talk trash about actors, but sometimes they come in and they're directing because they're, you know, who they are and, uh, and they come in and they, the actors, but they don't have a, they didn't come in through the crew or they didn't come in through lighting. They didn't come in through the camera department. They don't, so you're saying they don't know what they're asking for and actors. say, I needed to, I needed to know that two days ago. You're just an inexperienced director, I should say. Oh, but, but, oh, but, 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 but actors, a lot of the time, you know, on TV shows, that's pretty common. The, the, the main actors on a show will come in and direct certain episodes because uh, that's the deal they worked out because right. you know, they can because they want to direct right yeah and that's what about ben stiller though i don't know i've never worked with him but have you seen escape from danamora no i haven't seen that he's like a great great director oh no there absolutely are great yeah, yeah, yeah. actors that are great directors yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for and one they, reason because they understand acting and they're able to draw good performance out of people and they understand the process. Yeah. They understand the process because they've been around it. Clint Eastwood, Mel Gibson. I'm sure all of these Clint guys. Eastwood is one of the, he has a reputation of being one of the best directors to work for. No, no messing around. None of this. Like he knows what he wants. He comes in, he does it quick and 
Really? And it's a good set environment. You know, there's, I had the opportunity to work with Gary Marshall on a film when I, I got in working for my dad in like 2002. Did you tell, did you get to that Billy? No, we haven't. I thought he was going to do all the investigating. Yeah, we kind of got, I mean. His dad was a big DP or. Key grip. Key for, grip. For, yeah, since it's I got 70s. that before the podcast. He's third generation. Yeah. And, and, and his brothers all do the same thing. Yeah. A lot of my dad's side of the family. His brothers, their dad, my, Joe, my grandfather. Is that why Joe does it? He, he got in independently. But like because of you guys. But then once he got into the union, we were able to hire him on jobs that we were on. And huh. it helps having a lot of family in the business. You know? Wow. My cousins and my, my, two of my uncles who are past now were, were local lady. And is, is the industry just falling apart? It's going one direction. It's, it's not getting better. So it, 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 it is, is uh, Gary, who's Gary Marshall? Gary Marshall is a uh, director. Um, you know, did a, uh, you know, Penny Marshall. I think Gary Marshall, he, uh, Happy Days. I think he did Happy oh, Days. Oh, yeah. He was doing so, a lot of Disney stuff, and there but, was but, a couple of features. I worked here's things. the thing about the industry is I feel like it's not, it's, if anything, there's more shit being made. Way more content. So, so uh, oh, so, yeah, it's the same thing that's happening to every industry, okay? There's more opportunities for more people that are less, like, lucrative, like, right? Yeah, there's just so many people making films and TV that uh, not everybody's coming up through the same yeah, process so, as late in the old days. You had to, you know, go yeah. through the different training process. You know, yeah. now there's just people that come in and, hey, I'm a DP. Yeah. I'm pl- a producer. Oh, uh, oh, what about this? Like, hey, I'm a fucking producer. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. Blueface blew up after literally... He started rapping. Six months later, he was a millionaire. Just because he had tattoos on his face and he, like, made some fucking Tatiana. Because he had, like... So that's the thing, is, like, if you can speak to the children... Yeah, if you can sell whatever it is you're selling. But, like, yeah, like, but I think, like, thinking outside the box and, like, kind of being honest and... And being willing to uh, take chances and do like interesting, like weird shit that will speak to to, to kids or just speak to real people. So can I uh, just intervene here because I'm uh, probably have to eat something soon. Yeah, we're good. Wait, 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 wait! I'm no, we're not. Yeah, I got it. So- I could get a bite too. What are you going to eat? Uh, something at home, I right. guess. Um, Corey, is there anything that you hold dear to your heart or um, anything you would like to say to people that's like really made a impact on your life or something that you learned over the years the hard way or is there like... Or, Something that inspires you or anything like that before we end this podcast? Because I feel like I haven't really got to know you um, as thoroughly as I would have liked to. But we did learn a lot about making movies, and that's fucking cool. 
Well, and I, mean, I spent an hour and a half talking about God. Yeah, I yeah, do appreciate. I do appreciate some of the early questions, dude. And those are some tough questions to answer. But I, I was hoping that you would ask something difficult because you know I've heard and you always say it like, oh, I hope this. I can ask this. I sometimes oh, I, like, get, I go yeah, too I, deep. Here's, but I, that's what I was hoping for. You know what's this. weird is I feel like because of the industry you work in, I might fuck you up because <laughs> you know, like, like it might affect you getting hired or something. Is that not the case? Oh, I'm not worried about that at all. I mean, oh, okay. And I also like, there's thinking, a pretty strong opposition to God and, and Jesus in, in this industry in particular, oh, that's true, yeah. but, but I'm not worried about that. But addiction is a, a big Plus, part of the industry. I don't like, really know you, but that's never stopped me before, but I guess I kind of admire you in a way because you add a lot to the meeting. So maybe I've been a little, or maybe I'm just not in a bad mood. Maybe I need to come here in a bad mood so I can just, you know what I mean? Uh, no, like what? Like what? Like why don't you just tell us? Like what do you? I don't have. I don't really have those. They're not in me. Yeah, we could do another podcast. Well, what were you thinking? Like, well, what do you mean? What were you thinking? He was going to ask. Well, I was just referring to what he asked earlier about just faith and... and oh, right. But then also about addiction and, and things like that, I think. No, I, what he's saying is, is he's listened to other podcasts where I've laid into people pretty hard. Yeah. Oh. No, no, I think you just have that, that cautionary like disclaimer before you ask questions. Oh, yeah. And I've heard yeah. you ask it a, yeah. a lot, and I, so I was you know, expecting... So, wait, wait, what, what? Oh, you're saying here tonight he had cautionary? No, no I didn't. Billy often does. He goes... He, before he asks somebody something to, he goes, I hope I'm not offending you. And, you know, I, I hope I can ask this. And, and if I can't tell me, and, you know, I was prepared to answer any question. Mm, oh. Some hard stuff. Huh? <laughs> I yeah. think that, you know, it builds character to be able to be honest and transparent. I think that's what this whole podcast is about. I mean, about learning yeah, to lose well, is about. Ultimately, I really want to help people because, like I said, this kid hit me up. He's 23. He's listening to the podcast. He's reached out to me. I'm like, how can we speak to people that can actually, they can take something away, you know, and use it in their, their day or their week or maybe forever? I mean, I've heard things at meetings that I've used my entire life ever since then. And I think you and Pat and I, you know, there's some hard-won, like, wisdom that we get just from being older, you know? Like, like even little things. Um, so... You know, it's always, to me, it's always inspiring to learn something like that, you know. But you can't just come off the top of your head, you know. It it comes and it goes, you know. Like, you may have a wealth of stuff in there, but unlocking it is sometimes, like, not even a trick. It's like almost God sort of just makes it happen. Right, yeah. I feel like I have a lot in my head, and I don't always have direct access to it. I do better with direct questions. Even you know, even difficult questions, and I don't know what's in there until somebody asks me the right question. Right, and that's usually my forte. But I don't know. I guess I'm just not. Hey, what was? Well, you said there was a chapter, like a wisdom chapter. Oh yeah, the the book of Proverbs is what I was referring to. There, it's about. Do you like that? What's that chapter? Like, do you like that one? I feel like we should go through that or something. Yeah, the book of Proverbs. I mean, there's a lot. 
that I think could apply to to this whole concept, learning to lose, or just How addiction in general. How do you interpret it, though? Like, when you read the Bible, do you actually know what it's saying? Or is it because of your Bible studies and stuff that you figure that out? Or Well, Scripture is kind of mysterious. And, and as you read more of it, it becomes less mysterious because you see patterns in it and you see that one person is confirming something, another idea about it. So scripture kind of interprets scripture. The more you, the more you know of it, the, mm-hmm. the easier it is to interpret the, the smaller parts of it. And I think mm-hmm. you have to see the whole big picture of what the, from Genesis all the way through, you know, that, what the big picture is that's being presented. Are you uh, a happy person generally? Are you like a sort of a negative? I would say a pretty, I have a pretty happy demeanor most of the time. So you're not like existentially questioning life as you go through days and you're not going to work going, fuck, how am I going to get through this day? Cause that's what I do. Every I think day. I, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. I don't know. It doesn't have the ingredients on it, but I'm going to eat it anyway. I definitely have moments where I'm questioning, like, and I, I go, I've had depression and things, but never like a sustained season even of. So how do you do these long relationships? Are you, are you just a balanced dude? That or might be part the... of it. And some of it, uh, which I think led to the, ultimately the collapse of the, my first marriage was just, you know, a lot of just submitting you know, I tell myself this story. I'm a middle child. I have severe middle child syndrome. I just, nothing's ever mine or in, I'm never in control of anything. So then, oh, but then I resent. Oh, yeah. I resent the, the having submitted and given it to su- control to someone else. Like what? Well, just in, in my first marriage, I think a lot of the time uh, I just allowed her to choose, make a lot of choices that, you know, maybe I wanted to make the choice with, to make her, I, I felt that it was my duty to 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 make her happy. Yeah, like, I, I, I would give her like what a house or yeah, you know where we lived and what we were doing, and I would just I, I don't know what care. you're talking about. You know, so you I, just do it to make them happy, but you sort of resent a little bit that you right, didn't I, I get mean, to you, be in the decision making or have influence. You're right. probably like the same way. I am the same way. Yeah, like a passive personality, whereas Pat will question everything. And talk it out for hours. You know what, though? I do. I had to, like, whatever she wants goes. But I, like. But you certainly say your piece. Yeah. 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 But, but, so but, but, at but, least but, if you could have said your piece, you'd feel a little better about it because you hashed it out. But, I mean, actually, you know what? That's not true. When it comes to certain shit, she's in charge. But when it comes to other shit, I'm like, like learning to lose. This is my whole thing. And she's a part of it. I didn't, it, at first I didn't really, she wasn't supposed to be a part of it. She's not even sober, but now she's like my partner because the whole thing we're doing is resonating. We're growing because of her, of her and me as in the couple. So have you learned from your last relationship and this relationship? Do you now say more about what? Decisions are made and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot that was learned and a lot that uh, mm. my fiance now we're, you know, we've set boundaries and talked about these things that you know that may have led to 
problems and whatever. And I think it's really important to to set boundaries and be clear as to what expectations you have and what before it turns into a yeah, into it turns a fight. into a shit show. Right. I mean, if you don't, if you acquiesce to the other power, later on it comes out. So you have to deal with all the little shit. Right, it's like funny. So it I, makes it so difficult. I don't even like know how not to. I, I literally, I don't even understand how that would happen. Like, what would, can I just get one example? Like, what's the big, you not want to talk about it? Or no, it, I, I'm absolutely open to talking. Like, what, what, what are you talking well, about? What broke up the marriage? What different, what disagreement? Here, let me set the stage a little bit, though, because you're a different type of personality. We, me and him have similar personalities. So you don't mind conflict. You don't even worry about it. Me and him probably try to avoid conflict to, you know, as much as possible. That's at the core of, of, of submitting is, is I'd rather be a martyr and, and, and give it to you, the choice or the decision or whatever it is, than deal with the conflict of, of confronting that, yeah. That issue, and speaking up, your and she may yeah. not even know that I did that, right? Right, and and then yeah, I wonder later, know. I wonder later why she doesn't like apologize for it, or she has right. no idea she even <laughs> did it. <laughs> right, that's amazing that you see that though. But I just want to, I want an example. I understand, right? Okay, and, it, and it's not I want so much an example specifically. It's on you, you you got to give us an example now. Yeah, and it, that's difficult because it's not so much one issue. I think I'll be able to come up with an example, but a lot of the time it's a million little things. I know. I know, but, but like, I'm sure but, like raising kids is a big one. Yeah. And faith, was, like, faith was a big part of it too. Like where mm-hmm. I felt like I was taking it somewhere and, and, and mm-hmm. all these things that were sacred to me couldn't care less about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I felt like there wasn't a lot of connection intellectually, not that she's not intelligent, but that and you guys have a good relationship. We can communicate and be in the same room and not cut each other's heads off. And, but like, but but we can, what especially f- when it comes to things with the kids and finances are tough. But what about like feelings? When you're in the same room with her, do you feel that love? No, I mean, I don't. Huh? There's no feelings. Not like that, no. Really? How long has it been since you've been with her? God, this just started getting really good. Four years, I guess. Two hours in, and we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> I think it's been four years. But you know what? I want to have you on or, again, just so you know. I hope you're down. I'm abs- I, oh, I would love to do it again. Because we have any, I mean, well, I don't, I mean, we've had Jason on three, John, the good guest. I love that we're sort of creating a Rolodex of like guests that could be repeatable. And then there are certain ones that we know we can't have back on because they just talk too much. They're great in the meeting, but like they just, you're like amazing because you let me fucking talk because it's all about me all the fucking time. Oh, I appreciate no, that. I'm just joking. I mean, so you, that was fucking. I think the strongest feelings I have, say we're in the same room it, or, or I'm thinking about like regret of the divorce and these kind of things. It's like, mm. I think it's more about how painful a divorce and how difficult it is. What, you said, so, so it's I been just, four years. Yeah. But in the first year, you were not over her. Oh, no, I was... I, you left her. Yeah. Oh. It, it was my choice. Mm. 
So she is she still in love with you? I don't think so. She was <laughs> though for a while. She was really hurt. At first, she was definitely very hurt because I uh, I did some hurtful things. I mean, I wasn't faithful. Uh-huh. I mean, before we were divorced, I I was done and I didn't respect that we were still married. And, uh, and, and see, it's and I, I admit that I'm not I'm not proud of it. Right. That I, okay. So it I ended. Was very hurtful. Yeah. See, that's the thing about like. Yeah, it's it's just like ah, it's so weird. I feel like when I started bringing up the open relationship thing before we were married and I was just gone a lot and I was like I don't know like I don't know I just started like it was almost like it almost felt sort of manipulative like I'm trying to convince this girl to let me fuck other chicks but I wasn't I was just being honest I was just trying to be honest with this person and she like heard me because I wasn't like lying you know what I mean? And then she was like, oh, wow, like, interesting. Like, and then we just started, like, like I, I feel like when we talk about that shit, like, on TikTok, so many people, like, rip our heads off. Why are you married then? Like, just crazy, like, really fucked up comments. Like, and I feel like it's so hard for people to under, I can't wait to, like, do a YouTube video about this with her. We've already done... Those are the, th- this topic is always the most people, this is such a um, viral topic, you know, because it broke up your marriage. But I mean, that no, wasn't marriage, the, yeah, that wasn't yeah, the wasn't, reason, but, but, but like, that did, like maybe that, that certainly made the decision easy to but, yeah, but I'm saying like, create a lot of conflict and a lot of, so, yeah. So you wouldn't have done that if it wasn't already over for you in your head. Right, absolutely. Right. See, that's the thing. I mean, years before that, I thought that was never even an option. That was never a thought. Divorce was never like... How did you meet the other girl? We were working on a TV show together. And she was just like, cool. Yeah. You were friends. Yeah. Felt really comfortable. And yeah, you just went out for drinks and it just happened. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you just are able... like, And then it was weird because she was like... And then, and, and then we kind of like let it live for a while. And then like, I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. I mean, we weren't, we, we it's just crazy. Cause we've, I think people have this idea of it as like a, like we're just out like with, we're not like, I don't think we've ever really like done anything with other people. You know, it's just this idea of like freedom. And if it were to happen, it doesn't need to break up our marriage. It's like yeah, I like, think that's what people don't get, and it's almost well, like I tried to explain you, it to them. Since you put this parameter, you might even be less interested in going with other. Yeah, people. it's weird. Like there was a time where I was like, you know, I remember. Yeah, I was like looking open back page. I was like looking for like you know girls like massage part. Like I was just like really into that, but it's never like the fantasy of what it's gonna be is never it's always so like burnt right you have this euphoric idea what it, it's never that he's not even close but the fact that but you can least... even make boundaries and agree on them yeah and then and then not even push them or even pursue that boundary but just just know that you agree on a, on boundaries and expectations well what i think happened is he did and at first he was a little manipulative but then when he found out the other side of the fence sucks 
Well, yeah, but it's, like you got to at least try and see what it's like, and you're right. like, oh, this is burnt. Yeah, but I think if I really tried hard, I think I think it, you know, this. But dude, do you have time for a second that's girlfriend? The, that's the thing is, it just takes. I think it does. It takes like work. Girls aren't going to just throw themselves out. We're like hot. Like girls aren't going to just be just down, unless you get to like a certain level of fame, which I'm working on. <laughs> no see that's the thing is like that was always my thing is like i don't want to like have to work for it so i'm gonna do all this other shit to get to a place but I, and then even when i was at that place like at the height of the music thing it still was like uncomfortable and i'm like believe it or not like really shy and like scared when it comes to that kind of shit so it just never was what I, and then I'm sober the whole fucking time. Right. And sober 15 years. So it, there never really was, I, w- I haven't even been with Veronica for 15 years. So that's. There's something about the, I can, but I'm not, I'm choosing not to. Yeah. That's very. Like they just made drugs legal in Oregon. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. So that's like, watch that, that place will just get like, be like amazing soon. Because people are just going to be like, not. It's like they say, the, you let the bird go, and if it comes back, it's yours. Like, because so much of my it's problems really s- in relationships has been jealousy and mistrust. Yeah, it's, it's really scary. Do you trust your partner like completely, or what? Yeah, I mean, there's always thoughts, and there's always you know the mind goes to dark places. But I. I'd trust her. You I'd, know what, I'd, though? If she has friends that it might, might or a guy or whatever, I'm, I, I don't think, Those, they, you know. Yeah, oh, but really? So she can go out with a guy friend and you're cool? I mean, if, if it's just the two of them and it's like, I mean, there's certain okay. red flags. It's like, okay. oh, what's going on but here? See, but, here's the thing, dude. Is it really, like, if you really play the tape all the way through, is it as dark as your mind is making it? Like, like, so what if the girl you're with right now was like, yo, like nobody can replace you. I love you. It's never going to be anyone but you, but I kind of want to do this thing over here. It's hard. <laughs> it's, uh, but like, why is it so hard? I, dude, trust me. I've been through that hard feeling. And it's only hard because we're like afraid and like, you know, we don't know, uh, we're afraid to lose them. And, you know, it's all like insecurity stuff, you know, but you know, I don't know how I really even feel about it, but I'm just asking the question just for conversation. Um, what's the point really, if it's never going to be what you have with well, the so, person you're committed to, it, it's only like, cause you, you'll never have the, the emotional and psychological intimacy that you have with your wife. Cause it's, it's exciting. It, yeah, I guess. Oh my but, God. But it's a, have you ever seen, I mean, I can show you photos right now of girls that will just immediately make you want to. So if, if that's something that we want, and this is, I guess a little bit of a tricky conversation with someone like Corey, who's pretty, like you really believe all that stuff about right but i'm willing to talk about whatever you want yeah yeah but you like whole you have like a very firm belief on like that because of the bible yeah you do yeah right 
But the way he says yeah is it's a little bit different than the way some of the other Bible thumpers on here have said yeah. He's saying well, yeah in a really cool way where like I don't feel like he's judging me. That, for that it. I think that's the, the, I was going to explain I that, love like, that like yes for me but I'm not going to say that like I don't I, I don't that. fully understand everything so I'm not going right. to tell you what's up. like it. Well like so I guess the thing for me would be like if your wife was like yo I'm having feelings of like I'm I'm desiring this 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 other thing. I, I don't even want to say guy because as soon as a man thinks about like another guy specifically, like we immediately go to like fear, you know, and it's really all around the simple thing of the guy taking him being better or her liking him more. Um, what, my question is why torture yourself? I mean, no, I'm literally so I'm, busy in life. Well, listen, why Billy, you're not story? hearing, you're not hearing me. I'm asking a very specific question. Oh, did, did you hear what I said? No, uh, go ahead. Re-ask the question. I, I said, if your wife asked you for this thing, I'm not, I'm not saying you're asking me why to, I'm not saying okay, it's my th- decision. This is your wife. You're married to, you trust, you know, you guys are. Like you and Veronica. Yeah. If you had that kind of a relationship, which most people don't. Well, I'm just saying right now, okay? You're with a girl. I would say yes, but then I get to also. Right, okay. Maybe I would say that. I don't really know what I would say. So this this concept and this idea is something that took a long time for me to wrap my head around. You know, And, and I went through a bunch of ups and downs with it and... You know, when when it first actually happened, it was like really painful. Have you ever heard about me talk? Have you heard? I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Yeah, it's weird that I'm even in. I'm even the guy to be able to talk about this. I never thought I would be, but it. But it's. Um, I've I found that it's the men are the ones that are the, the insecure ones. Yeah, I think I would have. That would probably be what I struggle with the most. Like. What are you missing in our relationship? What, and what that's the right what, question. What are you lacking here that I'm not giving you that you need to go outside? Like, yeah, like that. I mean, I don't know how I would get past. Well, that. that's the question that we should be asking, not like you fucking bitch, right? Like, so that's the thing I talk about. Or I want to talk about more on these platforms is like, don't get mad at your partner for for doing that or wanting to do that. Figure out what's going on. What's well, you know so what's many marriages on? break up from that. You know what's going on so often? Many. You're sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's like okay, I'm just gonna make a scenario. So if my ex was more open to dressing slutty, making a whole scenario, like satisfying that part, I would be pretty satisfied i think if there was communication like i like this let's do this role play or let's get a it's toy just, it's let's just, explore let's be a just, little bro come on dude what it's just never that's never going to be the case no i'm saying you're never going to be able to do what a stranger can do you're just never going to be able to do it there's something about a new person that's you know who should we we should exciting. get on here next? Well, I was just right in the middle of talking, but I just should... interrupted you. Who who should we get on? Never mind. I don't want to mention his name. I don't know if he wants me to. So yeah. Well, 
So yeah, that, 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 it's just really just comes down to that simple. And I'll be honest with you when we did do that, it took our desire for each other to like a whole nother level. Why? I don't know. It just did. Right. Is there a way that I could offer that to you? Whatever it was that you were seeking in that experience, is there some way I could give that to you without going there? Or is that... Um, I don't think it's... Or, or that you... I, I feel like we we needed to... We needed to like see that 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 others desired both of us like we needed to like feel that and then come together like i don't know like there's something about that yeah there's something hot about like jealousy i don't know it's hard to explain well i think when you, you said I mean? others desires that's pretty interesting because yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, if that, others that, desire your, I mean, wife, that's definitely then... what Veronica like is very much turned on by the fact that other women like want me. Right, that like makes that's her a turn want on. Me more. Like, if you know that your wife's attractive and guys want her, that makes her more valuable in a sense. Yeah, I don't. Or I, something. Honestly, like... I don't even. I'm not even like emotionally connected to that part of it. For me, it's like this, like bad, like her, like. I, it just—it sounds so fucked up to even think or say. Say it, dude. I like it. Well, like her getting, being with someone else, like thinking of that, with like all the love in my heart and confidence that I will never lose her, turns me on. Yeah, but like I, but the, you have to know that there. That, 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 that you are way more like th- that no one will ever be able to take your place. You have to know that. And then you're still going to be scared of it, but you have to like know it in your, in your bones. You know what I mean? I think we also have to ex- give a full picture that you were fucked up. And in the fetal position, yeah, and it wasn't was an so, easy experience for you so, at all. I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, cool, cool, cool. And then, like, it happened, and it was like, like, but I think it also had something to do with me not being able to, like, I wasn't even able to do my my thing. And then it was like, you know, it was hard. It'd be a lot of pressure and anxiety. I'd, 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 yeah. I can't imagine myself even getting that far. Just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, couldn't get over my. Well, maybe if you were drunk, and he has no social lubricant either. So well, it's the all they were they were all, all drunk and high, and I was sober, so it was like. But anyway. it was it definitely worked wonders, for our, uh, like. Now, do you feel like it was strengthening because yeah. that desire, or that experience, didn't draw her away from you? Maybe. But, but the, yeah, maybe. It made her like want me more and me want her more. So it's almost like you got to try this thing and you found that you guys really... And we're not really... We haven't really done anything uh, like that since. Yeah. I just think for most people that is a can of worms. It. Oh my God. You dude. don't really want to open it. You know? Well, I mean, but like... 
in opening it, you you're cleaning all the fucking worms. All the worms are coming out, and you're yeah, like, yeah, all right. No, you know, no, and yeah, then now, yeah. like now, we're just like I don't know. There's like a another level of like like look. People say they want to marry their best friend, right? Okay, well, if they're really your best friend, then we can talk about all the shit. That would be amazing. Like I she sure just didn't had have a dream. that experience. She just had a dream last night about a guy, and she told me this morning. I put it on TikTok. And then, and then, and then it's, I don't know. I think it's something to, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people talking about monogamy is not. The, 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 it's not like natural or like the way that's it's debatable. Suppo- I mean, I don't to know. Be. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is you're making me happy. I'm single. That's what I'm hearing here. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, not really. No, but I mean, all the conflicts and issues and dis like I didn't, me and Angela didn't see eye to eye. Right. Or at least but, after some but point. Like, but like we do. Yeah, so that's cool, man. But us seeing eye to eye makes you not want to have... Well, how am I going to find that? Well, I mean, how rare is that? Well, I don't think that, I've never had so that. So here's the thing is I didn't find it. I cultivated it. We cultivated it. Through years and right, years right. And years so in my next I think that's a, I think that's a part of it. There's that's no, the there's old, no one out no, no, there no, for no. you. No, there, it, I think that's a mistake. Because yeah. if there was only one, then whoever messed up first just screwed it up for everybody. Because now, <laughs> you know what I mean, dude. One chance. <laughs> it's the only part of it. It's it's you work, you make it work, and 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 it's never gonna just work. It, there's no such thing as like you make it what it is, and and it's. Gets a little better every so, day. I mean, if that's the one big takeaway from this whole pot or whatever, just is, is like, yeah, like it's learning to lose. It's literally like, oh, we had an argument, but here's we grew a little thing. bit. We got a little closer and you, we just keep, you kind of have to risk losing because 100%. to engage in that conflict and say what you want and how you really feel is taking the risk of pushing that person yeah, away. It's the only way though, because it's like that thing of like, if it wasn't meant to be, then it's not meant like, what's the thing? Um, like I might as well find out now because I don't really want like pretending that you're something to get the job and then you get it. It's just like, okay, now 10 years from now, you're going to fucking not have it anyway. Cause it's not what you really wanted. Cause you didn't get it by being authentic. Like, mm-hmm. like do the thing you want to do because like be the person you want to be because like eventually that's, what's gonna, that's what's going to make you happy. Or if you're pretending so that you can get the thing, eventually it's going to, then it wasn't worth pursuing what you, what you ended up with wasn't pr- worth pursuing at all. Yeah. And you're not really going to be able to maintain it. You know what I noticed on this dating app is the really hot girls, like the gram- glamour girls, you know, uh-huh. they're just after money. I don't think they really even give a shit about the dude as long as he'll pay for shit mm-hmm. and, and give them a certain lifestyle. 
Yeah, man. I don't. It's I'd, just, and it's very rare to find someone that seems uh, genuine. It's so fucking overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you. It's the you, the odds are just so stacked against you on those on those apps. That's why, like, I kind of look at like Tim. Like Tim's out there, like finding them for reals because the girls. Well, I had an interaction the other day, but it takes again risk of conflict, risk of reaching out, and like trying to talk to someone. For me, being super shy. I don't even know like how like certain people just do it. They oh, just yeah. that's just how they are. That's but how you me, have it's to like be. I gotta think, oh, here's an opportunity. This girl's at Starbucks, these two girls were checking me out. I could tell. Uh, and I'm like, okay, they're in my age bracket and stuff. What do, what they're sitting at another table. What do I do? What'd you do? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I smiled. Yep. Yeah, it's really scary to do something, huh? It's I yeah, can't. Or I even can't. how? Like, what would you? How would you even start a conversation? Hey, what's up? I just noticed you two. Um, I just felt like I wanted to come say what up. And then they, they and then just stand there, and then they uh. just laugh and giggle, and you stare at them <laughs> like you're a fucking lion, and they're just little cubs, and you're just ready to kill them. Have you ever seen swingers? <laughs> you remember? I don't remember the exact scene. He goes, you got these fucking, these paw, these claws, and you're looking at your claws, and you're like, what do I do with these claws? And the girl's just like a little bunny rabbit, and you're just like, and that's the fucking, dude, the, the crazy, I told Wickham today, I'm like, bro, if you just fucking keep pursuing this girl, like this girl basically told him, like, I'm good, I don't want to see you again, I don't have time, or I'm not in the, pos-. I'm like, don't even listen to that, just keep fucking going that's after sort of her. the task, I've been realizing You gotta that. just not give a Fuck. As the man, you sort of have to. Yeah, like, and then they, then all of a sudden they don't even know. They didn't even know they liked you, and now all of a sudden they do because you're just like pushing them around. I mean, not like physically, but like mentally and emotionally. Showing that man like dominance. Type yeah, thing. I mean, I'm like, not like that guy. I'm just saying. I mean, I ca- I have been that guy, and I can be that guy when I'm in the right headspace or when I'm loaded or whatever. And whenever I'm that guy. Whatever the f- I get any girl I want, the hottest I've literally just walked up to the hottest chicks ever, and been like, "We're gonna go to a show together. I want to take you to this concert." You don't even ask; you just say, "Hey, so I want to I'm gonna take you to this concert next week. Cool. I'm going on Wednesday. Like, what if you just did that? That'd be crazy, right? They would be like, or like." Or like, um, well, here's the problem. Or, or, too. or you walk up to the girl and you go, "Hey, uh, k- k- you just hand her your phone. You just go like this. Next time you see a girl that you want to, just be like, yo. But the thing is, I don't even know if I want to. In my head, I'm like, just be, like, just be like, hey, just open up your contact list and, and, and go to add a new contact and be like, hey, can you give me your number? And they'll look at you and you just look right in their fucking eyes. You say, yeah, just, just. I don't want to bother you right now. You're with your friend, but I'm going to hit you up later, okay? I bet you would work. Do you have the balls to do that? No, that's not me. I think, I, I'm, I think I'm more on your end of the spectrum. <laughs> no, like, I'm not that... I, yeah, but I, full, I fully can be that guy. But it seems like that might work, because if they are interested, they probably just give you your number, and, and then you can talk not, to them later. And, and like I said earlier, if they're not, fuck it, then that wasn't supposed to be anyway. 
You might as well just get right down. But me to in it. my head, there's two there, so I'm like, which one do I? You know, like it's more I mean, complicated. What, you could even just be like, yo, whoever, whoever's down, let's go. You both seem chill. But here's the thing, and you can't give them your number. You have to get theirs oh, because yeah. that shows. Oh, dude, I got this girl's number. I was so I went to EDC like a little while ago, and this girl was like, oh my god, dude. Oh, she's like, oh, your tattoos, and she like kind of like I feel like she kissed me but she was wearing a mask because it was like covid or was it covid or maybe she was just oh she was just wearing a mask because it had like vix on it i think she was like on e or something and she's like give me your number and i gave her my number and i just like wish she, she didn't even call i just like was like oh i wish she like, what do you like you gotta get there oh i tried to like get her instagram or some shit but i just i was trying to be cool also, like, when a girl's on drugs, like I've been at a club and some girl come up and kiss me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but they're just. Yeah, that's all they wanted to do was just yeah. like make out with you and. Fuck, man. There was another super hot chick that at EDC that was like, that I was like under this blanket with. and What's EDC? Like a rave. Electric well, Daisy Carnival. Yeah, oh, Vegas. And we were like in the VIP. Like, which, like, costs... Because we were filming. We mm-hmm. filmed the whole thing so we could just go wherever the fuck we wanted to go. And it's just... It's a different thing back there. Like, if you're back there, like, you're just, like, with the most insane chick... Bro, like, I can't even explain to you these chicks. They are those chicks. Like, like girls that literally have nothing on. Just, like, tiny little pasties on their nipples. And like, yeah, it's just very, it's very intimidating and very, it's terrifying. It's literally a horror film because you're in there and you're like, you're feeling all these, like I can't, I personally can't even focus at all. I can't even have fun because all I see are just insanely hot chicks that I want to just do stuff to, but I'm too scared to. Imagine Tim in that environment. Uh, he was right next to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably having a good time. Yeah, he has a great time. <laughs> but yeah, let's do this again. This oh, might, yeah. I think this is the longest. Yeah, I don't know. I have to, I'm going to have to compress it. It's, it was pretty long. I had a blast. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, man. And I'm so glad you're a part of our meeting. And I hope Joe can come back. He came. Were you there when he came? Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I get a lot of out of the meeting as well. Just and now that's you can listen amazing. and hear your own self. You uh, know? I don't know if I like that. It's going to be weird. <laughs>